All right. So if the year 2013's meant anything to me, uh, it's definitely been the year of Tumblr. I, I, I just can't help it. I keep finding the most ridiculous fucking Tumblr. I don't even have a Tumblr, first off, because I, I actually hate, like, everything and anything about its actual design and structure. It's horseshit. But, like, I definitely salute and applaud those who are patient enough to work with, like, that fucking monkey of a social network. However, the the most enticing and, quite honestly, just most hilarious... Just, oh, just the, the, the definite LOLs that I've been sharing uh, from just, you know, doing everything that is pointless on the Internet like everybody else in America mm-hmm. uh, or the world. You know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not one to judge or cast judgment too widely. Who knows? Uh, anyway, fuck that net. Um, is I'm just following tumblers. And my favorites uh, include... One that's relevant so far, uh, this one, and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get like some rallying up for people to like support this dude into continually doing this Tumblr. But basically this dude, uh, has taken Sunday, uh, Sunday comics, like Sunday funnies, and then basically applied Arthur Giza's tweets to them. And oh, it's, God. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> It is it is absolutely amazing because there is actual tweets. So, for example, uh, Arthur is basically uh, going on about microtransactions uh, and he's using a Calvin, but they're using a Calvin and Hobbes comic. And <clears throat> basically, uh, the Calvin and Hobbes comic is like uh, free psychiatry or psychiatry for a nickel or whatnot. And it's a tweet that involves, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to pull it up, but it involves like if you're going to equate, quote unquote, if you're going to equate the purchase of microtransactions to the analogy of rape, then that just makes you sound like an asshole. And then it shows like the girl that Calvin always interacted with walking away and then the last bubble Susie. is blocked. Yeah. yeah, Susie. And then just blocked. And it's great. Just the context of the comics and then <laughs> and then his actual fucking tweets. But by far the best Tumblr I recommend everyone to follow and it gets updated way more is Pornhub comments on stock photos. The <laughs> I love fucking- that one. Yes. Oh man. So that's a, that's a, that sounds <laughs> so dirty. Oh, uh, it's so, so good. Dirty. It's just like, like this man just so happy, so happy out in the park with like a laptop with some neutral or otherwise like very, just fucking very generalized imagery on the screen. And then the comment reads out as follows in, in that bright impact font. Oh, look at the tits on that one. Thumbs up. Thumbs down for the invisible cum shot. And then smiley face. <laughs> I've never <laughs> understood why people put comments I, on porn videos. Yeah, I don't want porn don't to be why. more social than it already is. Oh, like, I, I, need, I need to know which porn to watch. I, and how, can, how can, can, I, can, I, can I like their comments? No, well, here you yeah, give it a thumbs up or like a dicks up, a dicks up to that comment. Dicks up to that comment. Well, no, okay. So just to be fair though, I'm totally cool with the comments. I'm like really not cool with the Facebook share or tweet <laughs> of that. Yeah, that's I not good. Several times I have maybe clicked on something and gone, "Oh no, have I done it by accident?" and had to check Facebook in the middle of the process it was very I, I never thought at one point that i was just like oh man i gotta facebook share this and be like hey guys if you want a quick the, if you want to know the quickest ride to drop off your knuckle children tre- check this out mm. fucking i i just I don't, I don't get it however i don't know uh the comment section does work for example so like 
when I don't know who the porn star is, but I'm very intrigued and would like to find more out, uh, there'll usually be people in the comments like, who is she? And then straight up they'll be like, I can't find her in Boobapedia, but I'm pretty sure that's Donna Ambrose. <laughs> and then I'll look up Donna Ambrose, and it turns out that Donna Ambrose has another alias that she's more known by, Deneka Collins. And I'm like, ah, oh, all right, sweet. And there you go. There's a treasure trove of videos of Deneka Collins. And that was a social effort. That was a I, community. <laughs> I don't want these linked in our show notes. <laughs> do, not. do not do There's it. Also, those people. Poor Jax. Jax listens to this. Write stuff creepily, like uh, or something like that. And it's yeah, always like, horrible. Someone wanted uh. to comment uh. I, I think my favorite are just like uh, categories in, in videos because they're, they're absolutely <laughs> just this ridiculous. A I, what you, I mean, come on. Like, at, at what point are you just going to be like, MILF, hot MILF, indoor MILF? How many MILFs could you possibly <laughs> fucking throw indoor, at I like that. Well, I, I like mine outside. You stay outside. You belong, habits now. This yep. is going to be too hot for internet edition. Oh, I, I've never been too... Like, I'm respectful about it. I don't... Like, I think this is probably the most dangerous i've skirted the line of like sharing them but like i'm a, i'm a male i i guess it it would be i don't know i guess it would be short-sighted of me to assume that all males enjoy porn but I, well, I no i think that's pretty much true yeah that's no, true unacceptable i i think it's a sin and i whip myself in the back how with, far is courtney oh uh, she's sleeping right now <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, like i thought she was nearby in the room or something yeah yeah i know she just walked past real quick it's cool though um, there are some horrible websites that... Okay, okay, here's one thing I just want to say. I found this thing, a friend linked me to it. Um, it's this website where these Christians who think that m- masturbation is a sin have developed a piece of software to help you prevent masturbating. And what it I've is, seen this. Don't they like you, email your you, friends and family or something? No, no, no. What you do oh, is okay. it, you put it on your computer and you give a friend the EXE and you link your computers... And if you go, if you can't resist temptation and you go on the internet for some porn, it detects it. And if your friend is online, it will notify him and open up a chat window telling him <laughs> what he's watched so your friend can support you and try and talk you out of masturbate. <laughs> or or enjoy while you guys tag team together in some kind of really awesome text adventures. That you- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would probably be. Ultimately, that would happen. But I can't no, imagine I, I, no. how awkward it would be saying to your friend that you wanted to do this. No, there was software I heard about that if you uh, looked at porn, it would send an email or some kind of notice to like your friends and family, letting them know that you looked at porn. I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> I guess. Well, I, guess I wonder what they did. I guess Nana knows that I like these busty ladies online. But if you're so desperate, wouldn't you just take two seconds to hit uninstall? <laughs> Or, or better yet, that's good call. What, what, yeah. How did the world masturbate like in the in the nineties or the eighties? They stared at like I don't know print uh, media. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, print yeah. media. That's such an old old timey kind of. Thing I don't know. I can only imagine like they go to the extremes and like tattoo like an image of Mama Winslow on their palms and be like, <laughs> yeah, try that. Mama Winslow, like from like the the Urkel Family show matters. Oh, in okay. the army days, sure. it would just be a picture of someone fully clothed, and they'd get off on that. You know, standards change. His gal back home. 
Yeah, oh, your dude. granddaddy's used to just masturbating of a picture of you. Oh, a bit dude. Of okay. Just to masturbate at the thought of how much they love their lady back home. So yeah, no, exactly. no joke though. So they're in the is... fucking trenches. So so yeah. no joke though. Uh, I think like we've almost been doing this podcast for five years now, and I've never dropped this fact. But I was a reserve in the Marines when I was younger, and I immediately got out of that. And I don't talk about it only because I didn't. I mean, I dropped out. You know, not I, I dropped out within the proper way to do it. But basically, if you can say, oh, you weren't cut out to do it, I'd be like, yep, I totally wasn't. And I respect you guys for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I do remember, among other stories that I can share with you guys, you know, off the air sometime. Uh, I do remember when we like did go to the barracks and whatnot. Dude, I I had to share the barracks with this one dude that should like he he was there. He was a he was a fucking he he was definitely a militant dude, quote unquote, like as far as part of the lifestyle and everything. But yeah, like he was on, I don't know. He was in the bunk that uh, I was in. We were sharing the bunk together. And I remember I was just fucking, I was just coming in and the door was unlocked. And like, he was just going to town with his laptop and his laptop. And he did not skip a beat as he asked me how his day was. And I insisted <laughs> that I needed to leave. And he was just like, no, no, you're fine. It's all good. I'm about to finish up anyway. Oh, <laughs> we're not gosh. washing dishes. You are not Man. like, yeah, dude. And I this can only is a imagine that I do every By the day. Way, can I use your towel for an unrelated thing? <laughs> <laughs> just, case, just case if you wanted to the shower. Yep, that was me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, by the way, is if something's happened to your cherished childhood toy, just watch out for it, okay? Uh, no, but dude, like this guy, it was it was insane. He was like a sewing machine. He just kept talking to me <laughs> and like and then nothing like my presence there, nothing was offsetting him. Which which I can only imagine like that would be a valuable skill if you're like a prisoner of war or something. Like, I don't know. I just I couldn't do that, man. I'm like I I don't know. Anyway, I would love it if in a movie someone said uh, "call a distraction," that person would just start masturbating on it. <laughs> Got it. That this would cause profession. a fucking distraction. I don't know why people go. are always trying to make noises. Yep. Ben well, Stiller's I... Zoolander crosses over into Tropical Thunder. I would watch go. that. Hey, uh, for a Tumblr, real quick, uh, Twitter the comic. So, oh, oh dude, welcome. so good. Oh, I love that. You're welcome. Can I, can yeah. I suggest the Tumblr too? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get um, this. It's, oh, it's, I it's Michael Bay being stalked by raptors, and every day it's just a picture of Michael Bay, and there's a raptor behind him. I'm, I'm typing it right now. <laughs> my, my favorite one is women smiling alone at salad, which is there's this person <laughs> who goes through stock photos just to find stock photos of women laughing at salad, and it's amazing how many pictures of that specific thing are, there are. Oh, my, that's amazing. There's also another one where they just put up the same picture of Dave Coulier every day. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Was it, wasn't it... Um... There's a crying baby one, but like it's this same baby, but he's crying at so many different things. Just like, oh, we told him that he had to get up this morning. Or, oh, uh, we told him he had to change. Or that we told him that supper was ready. Those are the only captions. Basically, just like giving the context as to why he's like has this horrified look on his face as he's crying. Just completely mundane. There, there's so. so many good tumblers out there. It's almost like they should be given awards for how good their tumblers are. Can we start that? Can we, can we make that thing? <laughs> I would DPR love presents to. the tumbler awards. <laughs> the tumblies. There you <laughs> the go. Uh, that's good. Uh, but for the moment, we'll have to focus on the uh, the golden zonks. 
the fucking the shiny baubles uh, of basically one of nature's most adorable mistakes are the golden donkeys. And uh, yeah, let's start the show. Wait, this isn't the Pornhub podcast. I am greatly misinformed. <laughs> Not yet, but we'll see if we can get that going. I'll, I'll, have, I'll just have to check my little black book. Dear Pornhub, <laughs> first off, thank you for the videos. And also, can we do a podcast about something not related to your website? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. No, well, actually, there are porn star podcasts, though. Like, Gianna Michaels and oh, Sophie God. D have done. Yeah, they've, they've done. But really, like, it's no, it's not uh, Sophie D. I'm sorry. Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann does a lot of them. But really... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's funny because I like kind of listening to them like their podcast, you know, like you would intend. But then they actually like just turn it into like a phone sex thing. And then like I, I can't <laughs> I can't really do with it. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not safe for work. Yeah, definitely. It, I wouldn't listen to that when I was uh, on a break or something. It just sounds like, it's like it just, I don't know if it'd be interesting. It'd just be like, so what'd you say? Oh, you know, I just got fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode is definitely not 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 safe for work. So mm. brought brought to you by porn po- porncast. Porn I don't know what the name of it is. I mean, it, it, it's a new spinoff podcast. We're gonna start. Oh God, we have so Press many porn spinoffs. Radio. Oh man, yeah, that's what we got. Hold on, to wait, what did Stevie just Press drop it at me radio. again, Stevie? Press pause radio. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> press pause radio. Yeah, I thought you yeah. said press porn radio. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did say. That was what oh, I was saying yeah. it. I was strutting <laughs> it proud and loud. <laughs> I, I thought I thought he said stroke spunk radio, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I mean that works. Now it is. Hey, hey, no, yeah, but so the Golden Zonkeys. Yeah, yeah, about with that. us. Yeah. <laughs> with get, us we got this porn thing. Awards. <laughs> yeah, so awards. Yeah, no, because video games, and believe me when I say this has been quite honestly one of our most. Um, more focused fucking uh, show. I, I, I love how this show will be the only re- award show where we give the award out and they graciously n- don't accept it. <laughs> after the intro. <laughs> That's okay. Here you go. Here's this back. Our awards are not going to be on a game of the year edition. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get the awards award. <laughs> <laughs> We're off uh, the mailing list award. Yeah. Top oh. 10 awards of 2013. Well, uh, let's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and roll out the fucking the, the, the cast of panelists and hosts. Yours truly, Georgie Boy Zax. We've got Stevie, which is always it's always a goddamn pleasure when we get Stevie on the show. Uh, oh, thank you. I feel so loved. 
You are. You really are. Believe it or not. Like it's true. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we're usually stuck with James. So uh. <laughs> uh, I know. Man, why don't we even show up? God damn. We don't. We, we like do actually you. enjoy James. No, we like you. We like we, you. We really like James, but we yeah, can't. Because let if you were here, then I'd be. Well, the yeah, fuck you, James. <laughs> yes, <laughs> James. Amazing. You have to realize if I want to be in with the cool kids, I have to be on someone else arbitrarily. <laughs> like whispering it to him. Hey, shh, I don't really mean it. I don't. I don't want to fuck you. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> I gotta be here. I, mean, I, gotta be I here just for... want to be cool for once, James. Realize that. I have to be here for this episode so I can correct one of the names for one of our categories when it goes when we when we go. Uh, he did. He actually put in a sweet a sweet suggestion, and I did correct it. It's already no, no, it's already no, corrected. The other one. The other one. Oh yeah, fuck that. I remember that <laughs> one. That's only that's the suggestion we didn't take. Anyway, um, yeah. But uh, if you guys haven't already gone ahead and did some, and oh, we got we got more hosts to introduce. Yeah. So Stevie, James, we've got the ever so lovely. <laughs> Optimistic Andrew, porn free since two thousand three. I, I, like I want rhyme, that bumper sticker. Well, that did rhyme, so that's thank good. you. I, I thought of that just now. You know what else came out in two thousand three? A fucking Game Boy Advance that's at that Kmart. Hook <laughs> <laughs> up the uh, printer to it. Oh wait, that was the other Game Boy. Never mind. Wait, did the Game Boy printer work with the Advance? No, no. right? I okay. maybe. I never Game tried it. No. Oh, well, I mean, it would have, but. The Game Boy printer actually scared me as a kid. That thing had some horrifying pictures. As it it. should, as it should have, yes. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, And what's funny is it works as a printer, like as long as you programmed and and modified it. So we have a mom and pop game shop right now that thinks it's really fucking thrifty, and that's how they print out their receipts receipts. on the game. (laughs) Oh my God. That's smart. That's the best thing in the world. Yeah, he also has a Rob. That's like just place on the counter, and he uses the Rob as his business card holder. Oh but, my god! This like but, getting but, new amazing. getting new ink cartridges and paper for that thing has to be yeah. Hard to do it's now. Thermal I would imagine. Yeah, it's exactly. It's actually that's what I was thinking too. It's actually it's much paper. easier than you think. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, like he inspired me to pull up my old Game Boy camera, which still has old dude. It was a fucking time capsule. We had old skate videos of like kickflips and. Like insanity, and you know what? We're really, I'm really proud of myself because, like, let's just think about it real quick, guys. If we had, like, well, uh, assuming that we we don't now, I mean, well, we do now. They're called smartphones, but let's just say the Game Boy camera was just introduced this day and age, and it had networking capabilities. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was an argument that spiked between us. I'm like, how many, how many more dicks do you think would be on that? This day and age versus how many dicks were actually on the Game Boy camera back in the nineties. There, the, I, I, I almost want to do like a bar graph in the significant <laughs> amount of dicks that would have been in either the Game Boy camera in what, what was ninety seven? It was introduced. Uh, ninety, yeah, ninety seven. That's right. Yeah, ninety seven versus. We'll be fair. No, we can't do two thousand seven. I still want to think that like the the dick to decade ratio there <laughs> would be would be slight. I mean, it'd definitely be more, but still be off. I mean, I, let's yeah, just say twenty ten. Yeah, the, the stats would get a rise, would they? Yeah, the stats would definitely get a rise around like twenty ten. I think it, it, dicks with like different pieces of clip art stuck onto them. <laughs> I mean, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. It was, it was, yeah, it, it was definitely quite a little novel thing to, uh, to enjoy. We were kind of thinking about other ways, like, uh, 
for like he's got a, a bathroom too that he's actually able to get access to because he's his his store is like a little small shop in like uh one of those strip malls that has like all the fucking all the little small businesses in one building, so to speak, and he gets like a rented room of it. You guys, yeah, like an old strip mall. You guys have those, right? Uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. Something like mm-hmm. that. So he now got a bathroom key uh, that he's giving to like certain customers. Like, I love that. He, he told me like, yeah, I'll let the regulars use it. But if somebody I don't recognize comes in, we don't have a bathroom. So uh, we, I don't know. We've shared great expense at that. But uh, we were like trying to think of something ridiculous. And I kept thinking like, oh, well, gas stations always attach like some fucking cinder block or something stupid to the keys. So that way you don't steal the bathroom key. And uh, he's in the process of currently taking an Atari joystick and using it as the key placeholder. So that's, uh, I don't know, we're, it's, 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 it's just hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, we've also got Sir. He's Canadian. Um, sure I am. He's also, yeah. man, I just realized, like, this is probably the raunchiest show we've recorded in a while. We haven't gotten the chance to record. So far. For, so far, yeah, for a while. I think, a while. I think we just had to let it all out. Dude, I, so many I haven't been on in a while, that's for sure. Yes, and there's so many reviews too. Like I, all the Xbox One reviews I've I've had to tackle between that and then like I just fucking got peggled too today, and I don't I don't know what to do. Uh, I have you have an Xbox One. My condolences, sir. All all the balls, five out of five. (laughs) Yeah. So no, I've been doing all the Xbox One reviews, and then I'm still trying to figure out how we're gonna do PS4 reviews, and then I just got a review copy of NES Remix, so. Uh, I think me and Andrew are the only ones that have we use. I think. Yeah, I'm not you, allowed you to still admit have that in public. Yeah. No, I'm not allowed to admit that in public. You're not. Uh, it was a secret purchase. Uh, all right, then. Yeah, I, I guess I'll do that. I did also get a copy of Super Lemonade Factory for the Ouya, so that's another review. <laughs> it's really fun, uh, but well, that's another show. But anyway, yeah, we've just been really busy doing things. We've also got the holiday gift guide that we've been putting together. That's going to hit the site. Uh, along with this and then afterwards we were taking a holiday break uh otherwise other than some reviews and then you know what you we have you guys noticed that every new year we always do a games club i've been going back i kind of want to do a games club after this but on what no i want well and then don't take this like don't take this to heart sarah but i really want to do a games club that sarah will have fun playing so like what do you think we should do Rune Factory? Is there a game <laughs> club on that? Because I know you really like that one a lot. Um, did, you say, did you say Baroon Factory? The Baroon Factory. <laughs> <laughs> like the factory. That is racist, James. That is very racist. And Baroon I don't appreciate factory. that. Baroon Fight. Baroon Fight. Saloon Factory. Uh, I, know, I, don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I kind of I kind of want to... We, we definitely got to do that Beyond Games Club that we've been like throwing around. That that much, I'm for certain. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, let's mm-hmm. uh, yeah foreshadowing on what we don't even know what we're doing. So let's explain uh, Golden Zonkeys. This is of course not a regular uh, format. Not your show. not your everyday ward show. No, I not at all. With the taglines. Mm. Yeah, I like yeah, like it's it. nothing. So we've got 16 categories. We're gonna go ahead and uh, burst through here, and these categories all contain uh, a respective list of the games that were nominated to best befit with that category and award. 
And uh, they were all chosen from every member of Press Pause Radio to the extent in which they were able to nominate. And uh, we've got the best list that we could get together. And uh, I think it's about time we fucking we just steamroll this shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's do it. Onward. Best cerebral exerciser. I had to look up cerebral. <laughs> Wait, it, 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 it gave me pause. It's almost like an irony in the fact that you look like up cerebral. Looking up cerebral, yeah, it's like that meme of the guy at the rave just going like, had to look up the word cerebral. Yeah, that was me. That's a uh, that's great. Thanks. It, mm. So with best cerebral exerciser, uh, we did our best, basically put together the fucking the games that we feel best stressed our noggin the ones that like ran our fucking faces into our own intellectual wall and and just like put push them push them lobes to the limit so the category uh i'm sorry the category the fucking the nominations (laughs) are xcom enemy within annie chamber the banner saga factions and legend of zelda link between worlds let's talk about this guys other than the confusing fucking award title, <laughs> uh, I, I really I want to talk about this. So let's talk about XCOM. Yes. All right. Yes. See, I, I, I haven't played Enemy Within, but I played Enemy Unknown. And I don't know. Like, I, I guess I could see that being kind of like a, a mind, you know, it, it, it could be kind of hard on your noggin, I guess. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, a lot, there's a lot of strategy involved for sure. Mm-hmm. And Enemy Within takes a little bit one step further because now Does you it make can it even actually, harder. It makes it a little bit harder because now there's human troops, mm-hmm. like a human faction you have to go up against, and now you have to decide whether or not you want to make robot soldiers or like alien genetic splice soldiers. And so you have to manage your resources a lot better. There's a lot more stuff to spend your money on, and you still only get so much money and resources every every month. And then the the AI seems to be a little bit better in what the aliens are actually doing. So the combat is a lot, a lot more hectic. Like normal is a lot harder than normal wasn't back in Enemy Unknown. So see, and here's the thing too, because I'm not, I'm not doubting the capability that this game has to really, you know, test your delegation and test where you make choices and how intelligent they are. But I feel like what really fuels that is the tension of the consequence that's in store if you do mm-hmm. mess up. I feel like even, and even when you do make an educated decision, that it doesn't always pay off. So it's rather like, I don't know, there's there's definitely times where you try to implement strategy, but like, I mean, for, for lost soldiers, I mean, they're done. Like, there's permadeath in this game. There's And, and, and just, you know, trying to avoid the, the fewest casualties that you can in, in doing that. Like, there are points where I, I feel like if I can be risky, I will be risky. And I'm I'm only doing it just because logic has been ruled out of the equation because I tried to initially apply a logic. I don't know. Like, I, I would de- I would admit that this definitely you know it it tested my fucking mental strength, but I didn't feel like I always had to flex my mental strength. Sometimes I just you know I you could play this gambling. Now if you play it effectively gambling, maybe another argument. But I still think you can do that as well. So no, that's my only gip about this the, game the only other thing i think about it though with the games on this list other than the banner saga fi- factions it's the only other game that has the multiplayer i assume like i know unknown had multiplayers within have multiplayer as well yeah so i mean if that's the case then i mean you kind of take that 
strategy and that depth to another level because then you have to kind of anticipate what the opponent's going to do, you know, kind of play those mind games, you know. I mean, I think in, in that sense, I think it is a, a huge part of being a, you know, a cerebral experience, like where you do have to kind of make, you know, decisions and choices where, you know, do you anticipate them doing something or are they going to not do something? You know, it factors in, but like there's always that, I guess with other multiplayer games, it's always like a very fast, quick response, you know. There's an action and a reaction. It's almost instant, you know, with shooters or when, any other multiplayer game you play. But this, like, you have, it's like chess. You have to think moves ahead, you know, before you actually make your move or do what you're going to do. And I think I think that's kind of a, a huge part of it being, you know, a, a, a big part of, like, using your head. And when you put it that way, you've got a good point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Any, any any rebuttals from our, our fellow hosts? I know Sarah had fucking all the kinds of shit to talk about Andy Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah, least originally, when I first when I first was playing the demo, I was gonna say anti chamber as well, just because it's not only cerebral in its gameplay, but also the fucking presentation is just so off the wall that it really takes it into its own. I yeah, see. At the same time, the thing I gotta say about anti chamber is that it's it's not cerebral by design. That's the problem. Well, it, it's, it starts off, but then halfway through, it switches gears a lot. And then by the end, it sort of combines them. But I agree, the when it starts getting to like block puzzles and stuff, it really starts to fall off. But I think the before stuff is long enough and interesting enough to hold the other stuff up. It definitely I, has that portal kind of, you know, obviously it has a lot of references and a lot of, you know, similarities to portal. But I mean, is that... Because of just the fact that you're like solving puzzles, or is there any other kind of similarities that would make it seem like it's that type of game? I, I will have to agree with Sarah. This game really made me think a lot, and you know, it it will it will it will challenge you to think of doing other things, but it challenges you to think outside the box, and it it presents you with misdirection and deception. It it basically takes every convention that you would logically think of. And then it applies the exact opposite. So it's almost like you're introvertedly solving uh, puzzles, and you're you're almost thinking backwards to resolve something to go forwards. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when you think of it that way, I mean, I could I can imagine that would be thinking, but almost if purposely kind of fucks with you. Yeah, but if thinking's like running, then this this is just like fucking running on all fours, and then and then you know with. With full full intentions of making you fall down, and even then, like I don't know, I I want to say any chamber as well, but you guys have given me like this new argument that I'm looking at XCOM Enemy Within, and I and I really feel like that that argument sticks a lot harder because I I, I just feel like it has layers of depth there that you don't mm-hmm. really get out of the other games, but like I I just want to say like I threw in Banner Saga that was my choice. I don't know if anyone else has actually played it, but. I, I, I doubt it's going to win this category, but I threw it in there just because of the fact that it's free. You can play it on Steam for free. So if you want a fun tactics game, I would recommend it. But I, I don't think it's going to win this category, but it, it's still free. So everyone should at least play it. I actually um, got to dabble in it. Uh, yeah. I haven't downloaded it, it myself, but I was planning to download it. It's a fun tactics game for sure. Yeah. I And, and even then, like I, I really want to support... like. The, everything that they have in line for banner saga just only yeah. sounds more and more appealing. And the fact that like there, there's just continually expanding the formula and then working to refine it as it goes on is mm-hmm. something that's always kind of piqued my interest about that, especially for that sort of genre and, you know, the way that it's placed in, uh, in the man that, that horizontal perspective, that side scrolling mm-hmm. perspective is just fucking really killer. 
but I, I don't know about Link Between Worlds. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of a, a, a you know, like a do like, you know, with your mind and stuff like that. But it is, I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I assume it's kind of easy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. When I think of Legend of Zelda, I don't think of how hard the puzzles are or how much it makes you have to think. Yeah, just, just that think it has about, puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, just that it has there's puzzles. Only, it's an adventure. That's what I think about when I think of Zelda. There's only one real Zelda title that really taxes your brain when it comes to the puzzles, and that's um, Oracle of Ages. Mm. Mm. Well, Zelda, it more taxes your exploration skills and more than any kind of puzzle aspect. Mm. Well, the thing is, is where I see this being something that we can nominate for it is they introduce this entirely new mechanic where you can go flat up against walls and it completely changes how and what you do within dungeons and the logic that they apply with them, you know, it, it, near the end of the game, you start to kind of build a pattern of familiarity and, and you build this, you know, this reflex of memory of uh, what you use and how it's being changed. But a lot of they're they're like, this is the first Zelda that I've played in a long time that actually had giant rooms completely like a giant puzzle within the room that, you know, involves. I haven't seen something like that in a 2D Zelda ever. In fact, the only thing that comes to mind when I think of giant room puzzles like Wind Waker or Skyward Sword. Uh, And the thing is, is just like XCOM Enemy Within, there is a sense of tension that really demands you to think harder because like this is the only Zelda in history that I know of where it penalizes you for failing if if you if you fail just because of that item rental system. So I don't know. There if if you were to ask me what game in the Zelda series would make you think a whole lot, yeah, I actually completely agree with Sarah. Ages is by far the hardest and fucking most dumbfounding Zelda and the lot, but Link Between Worlds, to be fair, isn't quite far behind. It's it's definitely gonna fucking like make your noggin jump a bit. So I don't know, but I can definitely see between the two. I I'm sorry, between the four, I I honestly think it'd be between XCOM Enemy Within and Annie Chamber. But if we were if we were to like really, I don't know, because Annie Chamber made me think, but it also like it it kind of betrayed everything that I thought. And just like it would dangle the answer right in front of me and deceive me into thinking when I didn't have to. I mean, that's the kind of game it is. And there's actually rooms and areas that operate very much in that fashion. But XCOM well, what, has a set of rules. Annie Chamber doesn't. So well, I don't know. what I loved about Annie Chamber was the fact that it was pretty. The whole game was one giant puzzle to just figure out the consistent logic of this other dimension. So it wasn't like it was asking you to do random things. It was just very hard to get yourself in the thought of the third dimension, kind of, which I loved. It was, I thought it was really special. And the fact that everything is an illusion plays up to the fact that uh, the game does a lot of tricks with the way it's made, with the environment, and it's really, really cool to be fooled by going into various bigger spaces and stuff like that and smaller spaces. I guess I guess there should be a word for like the mind fuck game of the year. I don't know, maybe that would probably. It yeah, seems yeah, like a game's like so that. fucking like out there crazy. All right. Mm. Upon further inspection, I'm gonna cast my vote. By an inch, I'm gonna go with XCOM. I, I go with XCOM. I go with XCOM. Based on what you guys said, I'll go with XCOM too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the only one staying with Antichamber here. Yeah. You get the first fucking golden bobble 
of nature's favorite mistake. Have at it. Enjoy it. You are a winner. Hooray for 2K. It's great because, uh, you know, we've got like these new listeners and they uh, they totally hit me up on Facebook. I'm like, what the fuck is a zonkey? And it was just funny. It was just so it just felt so good to explain like what a zonkey really is, because a zonkey is a real thing. I think we've talked about this before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what is a reference to? I thought it was a reference to Zonk, the bonk. Yeah, it is both. But it is. Okay, good. Okay, it's both. It's a it's it's a reference to uh, the Sarah actually is to be credited for it because he he's he's the one that like thought of it. But uh, a zonkey is a zebra and a donkey that have been mixed or bred together from a zebra and donkey. They are the offspring of those two. And like, so, like, he, one, he paused one day on and... the mix thing, so he went down. <laughs> uh, can you be racist to zebras and donkeys? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, a few a few years ago, yeah. I came up with the uh, the air zonkey, which was basically a zonkey with the glasses and the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we just uh, that was it. Yeah, it was just zonkey. And now, and now he's the mascot of our awards. Well, he yep. will forever remain until we make him do something else that's stupid. So, on to more stupid. All right, next <laughs> category. And Andrew's not feeling it. It is tough. Yeah. Although, what did Telltale do this year? Uh, The The Wolf Wolf Among Among Us Us and The Walking Mm. Dead Season 2 Episode 1. So there was a lot, but then in December they were like, yeah, in the last last couple months of the year they were just like, bam, motherfuckers, here's some two fucking amazing games. Get ready and, next year. And they're also like, hey, we also secured the rights to all the nerd shit that you like forever. Yeah, yeah. Every, like, we got the Game of Thrones game, so, guys. So then drop the mic, like, at the very yeah. last minute of this. Then season. I would Speaking think that they would be a good nominee next year when all the shit's out. Because Wolf Among uh, Us technically is not done yet. We, the game isn't done. I, I In my I, opinion, I, Telltale games aren't done until all five episodes come out. Yeah, I don't know. I if mean, the episode's strong enough. It's really hard because I thought the Walking Dead series two episode one, which I only played a couple of days ago, I thought that was one of my favorite gaming experiences of the year. But it was again released at the tail end of the year, and it's being completed next year, and it's technically not the full thing. But I still thought it was my favorite gaming experience, so I still mm-hmm. think it stands out. I think well, it's, it's just, this it's year. just I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think it does just simply because like my feeling about the way that their episodic games actually work, because the story's not complete yet. But then again, if you have a game that comes out that's part of a trilogy, like for example Mass Effect One, I guess that would kind of disqualify until all three Mass Effects came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point, good point. But next year, if I, I just want to save this for next year because if they can do what they plan on doing, they'll basically be releasing four full episodic games next year for the most part. Yeah, then, fuck. then I will be like Telltale all the way. But this it, it, year, yeah. not yet, not yet. It just kind of it kind of sucks though because they definitely do like you know they come out with episode one of The Wolf Among Us, which is really good in my opinion, and, and then they're like they're that like okay is this great. is really good, and 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 now we have to do this other game, guys. So just hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll get out here in a minute, but we got to do this other one. Oh shit, we got to do this other game now. Oh god, like they're they have way too many you know things going on at once like they they can't really juggle all this right now so hopefully they don't well, collapse in on themselves i hope mean i hope they I, don't they might have been off a little more they can chew but i mean if anyone can do it at least in the episodic space hmm. my hope is that they've already got a lot of wolf among us done because they took such a break with that so yeah. my hope is that next year we'll start getting two we'll episodes of, of telltale 
of a Telltale yeah. series a month, which is I I would be really excited for. That's that kind of the way it should be. I think, I think they'll I think they'll alternate a month. It'll be so one month you'll get Walking Dead, one month you'll get the Advent Calendar of Telltale well, games. Sure. Yeah. Oh so it'll my be god. Like, but that <laughs> so unbearable to wait a few months for the next <laughs> Walking Dead. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but we should probably actually lay out the studios that are nominees because we already obviously named one, which is Telltale Games. Uh, what's the other ones? Shenmue 3, developed by Telltale, confirmed. Anyway. Uh, 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 <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing up compulsively. Uh, <laughs> so great. Well, after so Borderlands, good. you could, can't expect anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. that's right. I forgot about that one, too. That Tales really shocked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so they're doing Game of Thrones, Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, and Tales from Borderlands, which I didn't even know that game had a story until <laughs> then. By the way, check, can we... Ch- check out, check out, y'all. We got guns. Yeah. Can, can we, can we kind of share some opinion? I mean, we really didn't have much of expectations of, man, I uh, didn't think I would like, like Joe McHale any less than I did after that night. Like, I have never seen Jeff Keighley ready to punch something. I would love to see that fight, though. Yeah, I would. Holy <laughs> shit, though. Would dude. it be a slap fight? Probably a slap fight. Yeah, More dude. or less, yeah. Joe McHale would just hit him with his pecs. Man, he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Big community fan over here. Sorry. Okay. And, yeah, just, you know, and I, and I enjoy community. I just, oh, man, I don't enjoy that guy. Like, so much that went wrong with that. But you know what? I don't feel like Jeff really planned that very well like he had intentions with it and then i think he just implied those intentions i didn't get, i didn't fucking get that they're like hey we're gonna be in a studio doing this show but there's also a live audience outside the studio watching it like what the, it doesn't make any fucking sense no it, it oh god what else and then that that atrocity of a fucking live concert for gta Dude. yeah i was bad i think reggie was the closest one to punching yeah. uh joe McHale. Mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to piss off reggie that dude's that dude's like the fucking. He, he, he puts your ass in the torture rack, man. It'd be amazing. I know, dude. The dude is the Captain Lou Albano of Nintendo he's right got, now. He's got crazy eyes, man. I think he's <laughs> he's one he's one bad Nintendo release away from just like body slamming everybody. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'm gonna bring my teleprompter with me every time I'm fucking near that dude. I'll tell you what, man. But anyway, if Smash Bros. My respect will always be with Nintendo. Because that would well, be fucking amazing. Yeah, so far it's like the year of Rosalina. They're putting that broad in everything. Yeah. 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 Which well, is cool. I really like that character. Anyway, so the other oh. nominees yeah. are... Yeah, Best Studio. <laughs> yeah, Best Studio. We've got Naughty Dog, Crystal Dynamics, and Neverland. And, uh, man, I, I didn't know what Neverland was until uh, Sarah actually explained it to me. But I really do like the Rune Factory games. Is that, is that all they did? Um, well, I know that's their, that was their main thing when they were still a thing, but, uh, but outside of that, I, I don't know. I could probably look it up. Do we just give the studio of the year to Neverland just because they aren't around anymore? Just like, <laughs> like a, in memoriam. We can give them an honorable mention. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. So let's break. It, 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 is Naughty Dog going to win this? I mean, let's, let's be real. I'm pretty sure Naughty Dog is going to win this. I mean, Crystal Dynamics did a great job rebooting Tomb Raider. They did, but they, I, I think Crystal Dynamics usually gets fucked by their publisher. You know, like 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 that was a goddamn atrocity. Just Square Enix saying, "Oh, this didn't perform as well as we had liked. It didn't sell as many copies." Like, are you shitting me right now? That game was amazing, and then Square well, Enix had to fuck them over. Yeah, 
and but Crystal's I mean Naughty Dog is probably the best tech both technical narrative achievement of the year. But I, I mean it is probably gonna go to Naughty Dog because Crystal Dy- even though the Crystal Dynamics did a great job this year with Tomb Raider. Well, they did it said they did such a great job that they're re-releasing it on next gen platforms. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see if we which, can make some of that money which back. Is, which and is I'm what they should buy it. Which is what they should do for Last of Us on PS4. I would love to see that. I probably won't okay. have that. How how honestly, how much of a difference would would there honestly be? That's true. Be, though? That's true. Like that. How much of a difference with Tomb Raider though? Tomb Raider looked it, great. It did look well, good. But Tomb Raider's got a lot of more of that physics stuff that's like on the mm-hmm. P high end PCs that can run it. So if you put that on PS4, you'll be able to see all that stuff. Oh man, that hair tech. Oh, that hair tech. <laughs> that fucking hair tech. Mm-hmm. I remember we, we almost. Right, Sarah, you're going to jump in there. What were you going to say? Yeah, uh, they're most notable for Lufia. Oh. Yeah, they did the the entire Lufia series and then uh, Rune Factory. A couple others, they they developed Shining Forest Neo and EXA. So they've been around uh, for a while then. Yeah, since the SNES. um, And then a few other uh, obscure Japanese ones. Record of Lodos War was something they did on the Dreamcast. Oh, I love that game. See, all Mm. the games they've done are really good. They're just they're just completely weirdo. unknown. Yeah. They're niche. They're they're pretty niche. I would very, say very weirdo obscure games. Well, I, I would I would call Rune Factory for their swan song. It was fantastic. That's good though. It's good That's they get into a high note at least. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, my vote is if you guys didn't all know, it's definitely Naughty Dog. Mm, I I, I want to say Telltale because I think that they you know obviously prove they're a great studio because of the fact they secured all these rights to other franchises going into next year. Um, but if I had to choose a studio that just as a, as a co- cohesive unit, as a, as a company working together to put out a product, um, I would, I would probably say Naughty Dog as well. Like if you ever watch the documentary on the making of the game, just seeing them come together and form this game and like how passionate they are about the project and how involved every person is like they all play a part in the game. I, I feel like there's no other studio. And obviously we know within the past games they've done like uncharted, like they just, they put out, they they really can't do any wrong. I mean, every game they Except put out for Way of the really Warrior. Good. Well, I, recently, recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. But I I, I, don't know, I I definitely say honorary though Neverland. It, it sucks that they're gone, but you know, mm-hmm. hopefully they leave a pretty good you know lineage of games that they've done. And yeah, maybe those people, more, you know, maybe, maybe roll over maybe and get something abs- else. They'll probably be absorbed into like uh, Natsume or something like that. Yeah, yeah Alice could pick yeah. them up maybe. I mean, Lufia was the first RPG I really ever played, the first Lufia, so it's what got me into RPGs. I just realized <laughs> that that got re-released on DS, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I found out about that a couple months ago. That, Curse that of was... the Sinistrals? Yeah. yeah, that was different, though. If oh, it's a new game? Greedy, they could buy yeah, it. well, it's, it's action RPG. Huh, I thought it was it's the exact same ahead. game. Nah. But that was 20 years ago, and this is now, so I'm going to have to go with Naughty Dog. <laughs> God, man, that we're fucking dominating this with majority vote. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I was going to say Telltale, just yeah. because uh, it was a quiet year, but the way it looks like they're going to handle I, next year and the quality of the two pilot episodes, that I they guess. they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that completely. Like that, yeah. I, I know they're going to do well going into next year, for sure. Oh, yeah, no. and, and if they pull it off next year, then they will be a definite top contender for the same category. They, but, I, I think, did they win last year for us? They won last year for us. Yeah, yeah they, did. they did. So yeah, so I mean, they definitely had. You know, last year was everything Walking Dead, and that was outstanding. So you know, like you said, I think this is like their their pivotal year where they had to kind of focus on other projects and get stuff ready. But yeah, going into next year, they're going to be a huge contender. 
Absolutely. All right. So, Sarah, what was your vote? My vote is still sticking with uh, with Neverland. They they produced the game that I literally played the most all year long. Huh. All right. Well, honorary goes Neverland and Telltale. Naughty Dog fucking takes takes the bobble. You take that bobble. You are a winner. All right. Moving on. Mm. Okay. Best publisher of the so easy. This is going to be unanimous. It has this to be. This is going to be. Yeah. It, it's it's got to be unanimous. It's got to be easy. All right. Go, 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 go. Go with the contenders <laughs> first and we'll see. All right. Well, let's go. We got Nintendo, Xseed, Square Enix, and Ubisoft. Hmm. Who's going to say me, it first? Me or you? Oh, me? No, I, I already talked too much. You say it. All right. Uh, I go with Nintendo. There's no other way we can go with anyone else in this category. Everything they've published and put out first party although no one will buy it because they don't have the system for it. You know, at, least <laughs> consoles, at least with consoles. I mean, obviously have, everyone has a 3DS now at this point, but every game they've published and put out first party has been gold. I mean, you can't deny that. Every single game they've done. I don't think I can think of any game they've done this year that was not, you know, in terms of score and just in everything. I mean, Animal Crossing killed, Pokemon killed. Pikmin um, 3 killed. Even. Pikmin 3. And then like, that's even like an obscure game that did really well. And then like into the last few months of this year, uh, Super Mario 3D World, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. I mean, it's just okay. I, I'm okay. blown away about how good they've done. Yeah, but you let know me, what? I can. I'm going to argue against that. I think. Cool. Let, okay. let me Nintendo. Help. Nintendo's cool and all, and yeah, they bring out quality games. But dude, the stuff that they do is so overdone. Yeah, it's very derivative. I, I've been saying for years that they really should start thinking of retiring certain properties, aka Mario and Zelda. Like it's all pretty much the same thing over and over again. Uh, after playing 3D World and Link Between Worlds, I, I okay, highly so 3D World is 3D Land on a bigger screen with cat suits. It's, it's so fucking good it's though. So like, it, it, you know, it, it, it might it, be it, derivative. It might be the same old thing. But they do it in a way to where I feel like, okay, this is a game. Like, I I like playing this. I enjoy playing this. And it's not about, you know, I I kind of remove myself from all of this podcast, website, writing about games, talking about games. I just remove myself from their games. And I just play them because they're games. And I enjoy them. Like, I'm not even even critical about when I play a Nintendo game. Just because I know it's a video game. And I remember when I was a kid, I played video games and I liked it. And that's just, I can't think of anything else that I can take away from it and be like, I'm not going to be critical about this. Like, if it is the same old thing, that's okay because it's fun. It's just yeah, enjoyable. I would even argue that it's not the same old thing, though. Like, just look at, mm-hmm. let's just use the analogy of apple pie. The, Nintendo has taken this apple pie that we've already, like, we've already favored for so long, and they've baked it in such a way that it, it doesn't even feel like apple pie anymore. Like, I know it's got apples in it, but. It tastes like so heaven. It's it's orange pie then, is what you're saying. No, <laughs> is orange pie a thing? Can I can I make that? I, I, hope I don't not. think orange pie gross. is. Is it banana pie? Banana pie is good. What? Wait, what's banana pie? No banana. banana pie. Oh, banana pie is. Fun. Oh god, my accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. it it's so nothing lovely. at all. Let let no, me put the nail it. in the coffin. Everyone knows that I absolutely, positively hate Nintendo. But I wish that they would die oh, and God. just make and didn't just make games. I don't want them to make consoles anymore. That being said, 
Fire Emblem was awesome. Pokemon was awesome. I got addicted to both those games. Um, I know for a fact the 3D World is supposed to be really good. Their Year of Luigi was actually solid games came out this year. Dr. Luigi's coming out at the very last day of the year. I may not agree with quote-unquote Hyrule Warriors, but uh, (laughs) Nintendo squashed it. If If I had a Wii U, I would be the happiest motherfucker on the planet right now i know and yet he goes on and says fuck the wii u dude i can't i don't get you they're gonna win you over one day they're gonna you're gonna they will when it drops when it drops below two (sighs) hundred dollars it's worth what it is now but i i for one i'm stoked about hyrule warriors because think about it you yourself said fuck legend of zelda they do the same shit how 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 same is hyrule warriors it's, it's the Dynasty same Warriors. that is Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, Gundam, friggin' Hokuto no Ken, and every other Musu game that there's ever been if, for the, what, the last he, 15 years. But with if Zelda he, items... If, if he did turn into a mech and then punch people's heads off, I would play yes. it. Yes, if, <laughs> if, Zelda, if Zelda got into a mech and stomped around <laughs> and killed some Dodongos, I'd be so fucking happy. But if they did a Zelda in the future, that'd be fucking great. Oh, if, yeah, man. I just want them to do something different Space with Zelda. Space. Zelda. I, I, I would like to argue that anything that's had, uh, uh, with the exception of Mario, anything that's been done in space is not done very well. But, but yeah, oh, you, I d- mean, you didn't like Dino Crisis 3? Oh, I loved it. You didn't like Jason X? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> the mo- the movie? I write fan fiction all the time. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But yeah, I would, I would. even I would back Nintendo on this one. They just did knock it out of the park this year. All right, but tell us why they didn't, Sarah. I, we're not discrediting it. We'll, we definitely- because East exists. Simple as that. I prefer East over anything Nintendo does all day long. But Ease arguably is samey even with memories of Celsetta. i mean i love ease don't get me wrong but i mean oh yeah well it's it's only completely different from the fourth game which is what it replaces i yeah but can we we can argue that the fourth game was shit uh, it wasn't really it wasn't really uh, and it also never got released in north america i i know and then for those who are just like i'm gonna spend money and i'm gonna play that yeah that that would that was that was like a japanese cdi like that is like the best. I, I I would I would agree with all of you guys, but I've already played all of those games many times before. Zelda, Mario, Pikmin, you name it. Like it's it's all been around for so long that I'm just kind of tired of Nintendo. But arguably, you could say the same thing about Ease. You've played all those Ease games before. It, I have, dude, but there I, are far I, fewer of them. That's for sure. Uh, that's arguable now. Or even that, that's an argument for Nintendo. You have one good game, and Nintendo has four at minimum this year. I, I and yeah. even then, like, wait, what else did XC do this year? Uh, didn't they? No, that was last year. That was, um, oh, you know what they did come out with this year, though? They came out with uh, Pandora's Tower. No, oh, Pandora's Tower was out this year. Was that this year? That was this year. Was it really? Oh my god, okay, wow, that's crazy. This, this was it came out here before, so I'm gonna fucking and guess XC. what? That is a Nintendo game that Nintendo didn't want to friggin' release over here. So, yeah, how do you like so, your stupid publisher now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sayers mad. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, they did they did do Xenoblade, so I'm, I'm cool with that. Or wait, not Xenoblade, is it Xenoblade? Yeah, it's Xenoblade, Xenogears, Xenosaga, Xenoblade, Xenoblade. Yeah, yeah, no, Xeno, yeah, Xenoblade, Xenoblade was Nintendo. Oh, but last story was Xseed as well. 
Yeah, but last story was dumb. I actually do Not like really. That. Eh, Pandora's Tower I, I enjoy just because it was fucking weird and it was unsettling. fantastic. Pand- was I love game. Pandora's Tower. Yeah, definitely. It, I don't know. It's that flawed but likable game. Like, that's the one thing that I can definitely toast to it. But, all right. Uh, we we got to hear Stevie out on this one. What do you think, Stevie? I was thinking of maybe Nintendo, and then I realized that because they were critically acclaimed didn't mean I necessarily enjoyed them. And I am a bit tired of the same thing over and over again. Um, but I, yeah, exceed the fact that everything came out in America, the games that I love that came up before. I'm going to have to say them because Pandora's tower was great. Sarah, Sarah yeah. <laughs> and because, well, no, because I didn't know that it came out this year and I tried yeah. to nominate it for some awards last year. Oh, I shit. guess, but no one I else guess, has played it. So, Moon Factory Four was Exceed too. <laughs> yes, oh, it yeah. was. Hey, you so know, I'm with Stevie on the show, say. I guess we should maybe rethink how we do this now. Because yeah. you weren't around last year, were you, Stevie? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was, he was, was in our last was Golden Zonkeys. Were you really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, I got really uh, fangirlish on that one. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> Where are you, <laughs> a fangirl? Uh, I was very fangirlish. I still am a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I. We should factor that into the next time we do this because, I mean, you know, he, there is going to be some games that maybe have been played that aren't out this year, or maybe you know, there, there is that factor. I don't know. I, I, I would definitely like, to, yeah, because we've we've we so far we've got two continents and we've got three different countries, so I do kind of want to incorporate. We're going international with this, so yeah, we got to yeah. definitely make sure we factor that in. Hmm. We've we've technically been international though. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Sarah. Only one. The only one. <laughs> that's coming out here before you guys i think in the next year is professor layton versus phoenix right it's coming out here first because over here we're nuts for professor layton those games sell like hot cakes so mm-hmm. hmm. yeah well we know who's reviewing it then yeah there you go <laughs> you just volunteered sir yep yeah that's that's the game in my dreams anyway so i'm all yeah. for that <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I like Layton. I do. I'm not in love with him, but I fucking love Phoenix Wright. So yeah, I, oh, I only hope the new one. Fuck. Yeah, it's so good. What, what was your pick, George? Oh, my pick was Nintendo. <laughs> okay, so yeah. You are winner. All right, so looks like Nintendo fucking won that one. Good on you, man. Now, if you could, you, you can only sell more we use. God damn, I really hey. like that console. I really do. It. I just. I don't understand. Like, like I would think that that console would win you guys over because it, it does. Still, it still shit. just confuses too many people. Well, when Nintendo makes something original, we'll talk. Oh. Oh. All this hate. All this when hate. Fi- when Mike Fire Emblem. When Fire Emblem versus Shin Megami comes yep. out, I'll probably have to buy one. So. There you go. See, now that's something I could get behind that. It's fucking Fire Emblem, just crossing over with Shin Megami. Yeah, like, but it's, it's Shin Megami, right? Yeah, it so, is Shin Megami. Yeah, you know. Come on now. Come Shin Megami, if, if, hey, if hey, you want to talk hey, about better, derivative. You better yes. watch your mouth. You better watch your <laughs> mouth. Uh-oh, oh, it's going to be a fight. Internet fight. Oh, flat California. Kick well, in well, I've been kind of Corbin Burnson's going to come and knock your door down. <laughs> Ooh. Corbin Burnson is in my Shin Megami Tensei um, uh, in, NG4 forum. You know what business oh. is fucking benefiting the most from them filming that movie here? I shit you not. Starbucks? F- no, fucking Domino's. They order like 16 Domino's pizzas to 20 a day. And I'm just like, there's fucking, there's Mountain Mike's here. There's, there's like, there's other 
chained pizza like parlors that are are way better than Domino's. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. Partnership. Yeah, exclusive partnership. Jesus. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next category. Best hair jerking riding of 2013. When I first read this, I thought this was a different category altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that Pornhub thing's coming back. <laughs> Is this a category? Is this something I can pick? Tear jerking. Oh. Very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. Tear jerking sounds like an unspecific weird sexual act. Oh, I, think, I think it's just the word I, the word jerking. I think that's the it's, big, it's very specific. Big point. It's your crying and using it as lubricant. Okay. Yeah. That see that whole thing kind of gets removed from me when I see the mascot of the category, which is a big daddy. It looks like it, lo- it looks like a shitty ice cream cone. There's <laughs> <laughs> ice cream falling out of it. <laughs> I love Thank you. Thank you for your criticism of the minimalist art. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying it. It's a cone with a ball next to it. I know what it's supposed to be, but it looks like an ice cream I cone to me. I see it as that now. I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop seeing the ice cream cone. <laughs> Sorry. It looks more like a jawbreaker. Now that I think about yeah. it. I'm at lower. Yeah. Oh, wait. Like a backwards cookie. Ooh, like it's a giant chocolate chip. And then with the actual cookies are the chips. Oh, or, I don't want or that. like that. a white chocolate double chocolate cookie. Yeah. White chocolate chips. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Dude, have mm-hmm. you guys seen those fucking obnoxious Reese's peanut butter cups? They're like a fucking pound. Yes. What? Why? I, 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 I almost brought those to the last uh, Pathfinder playing. Why do I not? I almost brought those. One of those. Guys, and then I get shit dinner. on. I get shit on for drinking lime cucumber Gatorade. That's that just that goddamn gross. gross. God that damn. is really gross. <laughs> Yeah, but a giant. We're back on this now. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's but a, a stuff giant so pieces, pieces. Like, who does? Like, this is so big. Like, you know what my buddy's been is that doing? What she said, "Dude, no, he's been scoop fucking Axel. <laughs> he's been <laughs> scooping out the top, and then he just dumps <gasps> jelly on it." No, Ooh, no, oh, no, no, no. You, you fucking yes. you, you, you scoop out the the middle of it, make it into a cereal bowl where you put Reese peanut butter. Yes. cereal into it with milk oh my god that'd be amazing step god, I'm four, fat. get so stroke fat. and die good. <laughs> i am so so huge <laughs> I love it. the nominees are the last of us bioshock infinite battle block theater and papers please I'm kind so of curious about Papers, Please. Now, so with Papers, Please, is it because of the fact that it, it can be sad? Because it can be like goddamn like terrible sometimes when you have to decide things that you have to do. It's or is it because really of the writing? It's really believable in the dialogue. In the dialogue, like you really yeah. invest, like because every you you sort of get a story of basically who you're allowing in, and then you have the agenda that you have to follow. So the thing about it is that this game is so morally ambiguous. I mean, you kind of have your agenda that you have to fall to a certain extent, but you have the complete freedom of how you go about it. So it's really, it's, it's based on what you personally interject into it. And Mm -hmm. there are times like, I don't know, like if we're to compare me and James, like we could probably call each other monsters for like what, one of the decisions we made. I mean, what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, games that kind of provoke that kind of thought, Eholy, I mean, Stevie's definitely the one that played the most of it. Uh, he, I, I believe, he reviewed it for the it. site. Yeah, mm. it's it's my personal game of the year, and I gave it, I think, five shurikens. That game is so good; I really loved it. And 
I, I thought it was good because you see the world that it's in from in such a small window, yet the way it's written and the way the mechanics match up with the writing make it so you get really attached to these characters that you only see for small amounts at a time. And uh, someone who turns out to be a joke character turns out to be very important and becomes one of my favourite characters of the year. And it's from such small glimpses of this that it managed to do it that it really impressed me with the way that it's written. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's the thing, too, because I think what it is is don't you also like I I don't remember what situation, but I remember I got fucked for letting a specific individual in like something. There was a crime committed and and that crime actually like cost the lives of somebody that I really liked, you know, in the game context. I mean, there are so many things as well that like you it, it it's a game that'll make you feel guilty when you had when you thought you were making the right call. So, yeah, because it's all about. It's making you your ethical to a point where it affects you personally, and it really shows out that side of humanity. It's a really, I think it's the most uh, unique game of the year as well. Just the fact that the gameplay is something that I haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that alone makes me really want it to be. Uh, uh, the winner of the writing. Although I will say that Bioshock Infinite makes this very hard because that game is insanely well written. That's the best thing it has going for it, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know. Like I, I take that argument and I completely, I, I really want to go with you, Steven. But yeah, there's the challenge of Infinite, and and really, Infinite, again, it it almost kind of does what Annie Chamber does. And it does it metaphysically through through philosophy, through science, through the space time fabric, if you know, if we can only say so much without spoiling it. Just everything that you thought you knew or would even come to an understanding of all comes down on you in such a way that it, it leaves you thinking. Like I I think for me, what what really like I use as a factor to, to, to really delegate how I would award this category is how did I feel when the end credits rolled, you know, like, or even then like you can, you can take all of these insular moments that, that happened during like there, there's definitely a lot of side by side moments, be it in Bioshock or last of us, but the, the grander picture, like, like when you got to that end and you know, I haven't gotten to the end of papers, please. But even then papers, please, it, I, oh, you should! It's heart pounding when yeah. I got to the end of that game, and in the credits rolled, I really felt it. Yeah, Battleblock's got some good writing. It's just it's it's hilarious. Well, here, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It's it's, it's one of the funniest in a games. different way. Yeah, so like, like, it's if hilarious. You can, if, if you can, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. gonna laugh your 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 eyes out, like almost literally, <laughs> when uh, especially when you find the secrets. I almost want to give that like my nod for like the cerebral thing because it does kind of fuck with you too in a lot of ways. Yeah, I guess that's true, huh? There is a lot of puzzles in that. Hmm? Yeah. Huh. Ah, I don't know if it's the writing of that game or the narration or just his <laughs> performance of it that makes yeah, it so good. It's a little that, bit of column A, a little bit of column B, definitely. But because uh, that it, it makes a great column C, that's for sure. Yeah, it could be done really awfully if you gave that to the wrong person but stamp exactly really make it his own i don't know me personally and you know i and i say this dutifully and respectfully but 
I don't know what it is. Like, I, I see what that game does, and yeah, I think it's hilarious. I will definitely give it one of the funnier games to come out this year, but I don't know why. It's just one of my least favorite, because it, I think it's just because it was so hyped. It was so overrated. Like, it, it, there, was, there was definitely, like, a, a sense of following behind it, and especially when I played something like Castle Crashers or Alien Hominid, and then I played that, and it was just... It just totally didn't live up to like what I kept hearing about it, and it, and I don't know, I didn't find it fun, especially when I, I played s- it with somebody else. I so think it was super, it was super ambitious, though. It was. It really so basically was. Basically, like, what they, you're they really saying, George, what you're saying, George, is that you're proving my point about whenever Shenmue or uh, Half Life Three comes out. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fucking. Yeah, I know. I stare a whole bunch more now. It's gonna steal all your <laughs> Nintendo points. <laughs> Oh, uh, the lines have been drawn. Well, yeah, I. that's why when I made that joke earlier about Telltale and Shenmue 3, dude, if that was a thing, I would totally be behind it. And I think it could even work better that way. But I know it's going to be a thing because Sega trademarked fucking Shenmue 3. Uh, and Sony did too. And it's been confirmed. They're just they're being fucking coy about it again. And then Ryu gets teased as DLC for Transform- uh, All-Star Racing's Transformed, so... Yep. And it's sweet because everybody wanted him to drive a forklift and we're like, nah, fuck all y'all. He's going to drive an outrun arcade cabinet with wheels. Yeah, that, that was fucking cool. That was cool. But anyway, on, on to relevant. Yes. So, so, so how, who hasn't won Oh, you could yet? say this, the next nomination is the last of this category, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're cheeky. Um... <laughs> Well, I don't know. Last of Us definitely, like, I would say out of all these games, it definitely made me cry. None of the games made me cry like Last of Us did. So, I I don't know. This is this is honestly the hardest one we've come across so far. I, I would have to say this. Like, I don't know. I, I almost want to make it a tie, but I know I can't. Because between all of these, like, what really pushed me was Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us. I mean, where everything that I explained, in my opinion, as far as what Infinite pushed culturally, philosophically, and scientifically, I mean, The Last of Us reinforced it by something that everybody can come to terms on, humanity. I mean, I could play Bioshock. If I were, if I were to do some sort of census or survey for five people who could give no fucks about video games and, and just try to explain the concept... I, I could definitely see that Bioshock Infinite will get through to some of them. I would definitely have a hard time thinking all of them. However, I feel like The Last of Us would hit home with all of them at some point. Maybe maybe not one. Just because of the human element and just how how good it's just paced and the presentation and everything about it. Like these people felt real. I don't I can't say the same thing about Booker. Booker like for God's sakes, Elizabeth is just a fucking MacGuffin. So, I don't know. I mean, the characters what... in Bioshock Infinite are more concepts than actual characters. And, and and what Bioshock Infinite did was pretty much a more refined or kind of a similar thing to what Bioshock did. Mm. In my opinion. I mean, it did some crazier stuff with the story in and of itself. And it actually defined you as a character and had defined characters in it. More well defined than Bioshock. But the big the big standout was Columbia as itself. Columbia was the biggest character in that game. 
Which, you know, I'm cool with, but even then, like, but, like but for the, example... The, it's the same thing as Bioshock, though. Rapture was the character in Bioshock. Well, see, like, Buried at Sea, for example, you're taking oh, all these characters... Or, is it Buried at Sea, or...? Burial at Sea. Burial at Sea, sorry. Burial at Sea takes all these characters, and I got to play... Like, I would honestly have to say that, like, the first portion of Burial at Sea is amazing just because I got to revisit Rapture, but it it immediately lost its charm just because like at this point, like you have these characters, these characters have backgrounds and understand like this has all been altered, but there, there are traits of their personality or something that you want to take with them. And they, and, you know, barely let's see kind of throws that away, especially with what they try to do with Elizabeth. And I don't know, like it, it really speaks. It speaks volumes of the characters in, in its own right for infinite. They're, they're almost, like I said, they're all MacGuffins in one another that, essentially pilot our tour around Columbia and then they get more involved near the end, which, you know, that's cool, but I don't know, man. I just, I didn't feel all that involved. The last of us took me into this fucking world. And, and even then just even, even the side stuff, like where you can have, uh, where you, you would have the recordings of audio and infinite and versus like the, the, you know, all the, all the scribes or scripts or shit that you would find in uh, Last of Us. I don't know. La- you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go Last of Us. I, 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 it, it's, I will fucking say it's by an inch. Eh, yeah, I'll go with Last of Us. I mean, I'm going to go with Last of Us too because I still talk about that game and I still think about that game and all the things that happened in that game. And it's in my opinion, the best realized... I know that it's pretty much just America post-apocalyptic, but the world and the way that people act, it's its so well-defined, and the characters are so well-defined. Um, I'm going with Last of Us. But I do want to mention something that's not on this list. Deadpool's fucking amazing writing. So, mm-hmm. there. I said it. <laughs> good. The only, the only good thing about that game, though, sadly. It's the only good thing about that game, yes. <laughs> the writing in Deadpool is hilarious from beginning to end, especially if you like Deadpool's comics. So, meh. But Last of Us is what I'm going with. Precious I'm going to have to yet. say Papers, Please. Just mm-hmm. for... Just for their way... Just for, it's so short as well. And it manages to convey so many emotions. As I'm just going to say that, yeah. I am going to weigh in, and this might come as a shocker. I'm actually going to say papers, please. And yes! It's not, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if this is fair so or actually... Up. This is the thing. It's not maybe fair. It might not actually be allowed, but let me tell you the reason why. I actually haven't played a lot of papers, please. I really haven't. I'll be straightforward and honest with you, but I have played Last of Us, Bioshock, and Battle Block. The reason why I say Papers, Please is because of a conversation I had with someone that did play it, uh, actually a co-worker, and they were telling me about it because it came up on what um, uh, Steam Greenlight, I think, when it first came out. And, and they picked it up, and you know they were telling me about it, and I was kind of confused. I was, I was like, okay, this is a game where you are you know, immigration officer, and you're at the border, and you're letting people into the country, you're doing their paperwork and stuff like that. And just from the initial, like, you know, description of the game i was like this sounds dumb like why would you play something like this sounds ridiculous it sounds boring and stupid and then the days go by and i'm talking a little bit more about it with him talking a little bit more about it with him and just seeing like this concern on his face as he talks about these experiences that he's had in the game like you know i had to deny this one person entry but you know you know now they're they're gonna have like their kids gonna get sick and they can't you know provide something for their kid or i had to choose to let this one in 
but then I had to let this one, you know, not like all these different choices and decisions you had to make on a game that at least at first description sounded completely simplistic and almost like just a really, really boring simulator. Like it sounded like the most ridiculously boring game I'd ever imagined. And just hearing about him talk about it and just continuously talk about the experiences they had, like I find it almost impossible that a game can do writing like that. And just the easiest of concepts, the most simple of idea, but actually make it into a game where they actually have legitimate like anxiety about what they're going to do or what what's going to happen next. And that comes from good writing. And that game is so simplistic in all aspects, simplistic design, simplistic, you know, visuals, of course. I mean, the game doesn't look like anything flashy at all. It doesn't have major budgeting or major marketing to push it. It doesn't have a huge team of developers. It has hardly anyone. I think one person worked on it. I actually think that works to the effect because it's kind of grimy. It's kind of dingy. It's kind of almost oppressive the way things are so bleak and uh, simplistic in that way. And when it comes to the other games, Last of Us, like, I, I, I don't attribute that game to the writing. I mean, it does have some depth and some good characters, but I attribute that almost entirely to the acting, the voice acting and the, the motion capture of the actors that portrayed those parts. I think they're the ones that really bring you in into that experience. I don't really think it's the writing, although the writing is good. Um, I feel like it's their performance that really captures everything. Bioshock, I it was a good experience, but I just I think it tried too hard to confuse you, you know, especially at the end. I mean, obviously, you know, they want to go for the what the fuck thing at the end. And I, I just personally feel like they were trying to work their way up to that so much that it kind of almost took me out of the experience a little bit. Just yeah, a little I, bit. I literally heard him that Shyamalan come over and go, what a twist. And then walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For, for me, I just and, and papers, please, for me, like I said, I haven't played much of it. But just to have those, you know, those water cooler conversations about it and just completely writing it off the first moment I heard about it to really saying like, wow, like this game didn't seem like that, you know, going into it. Like, like, how is that possible? How do they accomplish that? And I don't know. I, I attribute that entirely to the writing because how else can you make that come across trains coming? Sorry. Well, as I'm making a point, but um, you, you, you can't, you can't do that with any other aspect of the game development other than the writing. It's the only way you can convey that. And all these other games have so many other things that can do that. You know, whether it's, you know, the, the video, the, the, you know, the game design, the production, you know, the cutscenes, like they have all these things to work to their advantage to get this point across. Paper Please has only the writing. It's the only way you can make it work. And I think for that reason alone, it has to win it. But like I said, that's just from conversations. Like I, I can't imagine someone playing through that and experiencing that, you know, because it doesn't seem like it comes across like that at all. You know, I've been thinking for a while now, just mm-hmm. because I think it would only make sense, but I really want to give a bio to that train on the site because he is a guest host. <laughs> he, <laughs> he comes on the show. <laughs> he comes on the show. Just he or she, that train, that ambiguously genderless, that gender neutral train. That train? I- I'll fucking tell you, man, I live in this town and that train track goes pretty much like James will attest to this. That train track goes pretty much through the entire town, does it not? Mm-hmm. Right in the middle. Yeah. And, and it's the only time it ever fucking honks is right when it comes past my house. Like some dickhead knows that I'm on this show and just fucks with me every time. Uh, it makes you lose so. your train of thought. I'm, I'm <laughs> sending you right off the tracks. Yeah, Stevie, you and Sayer need to form a tag team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to have to do this, team. but I, I just remembered what someone told me, and and since it's kind of lean, seems like it's leaning that way right now. Anyway, uh, a friend of mine told me he played that game and it made him feel like a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And he is a terrible person. He is. I know who it is. He's <laughs> yeah. a terrible person. That's the worst. <laughs> he is a. I know exactly a, who you're talking about. 
he's he's featured on one of our other podcasts, as a matter of fact. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and I think that that, as a matter of fact, might actually sway my vote towards Papers, Please. Uh oh, we got we got a conundrum. All right, uh, Sarah, how do you weigh in? My first one. <laughs> well, I'm still weighing in with Battle Block Theater because two things happened this year that nearly killed me, and as a result, I was crying the whole way. Ben Bizzle's spinning incident and finding the secrets in Battle Block Theater. So that's the biggest thing. Ben, ben Bizzle's but, spinning. When I think spin? he was in a Starman outfit for Earthbound. Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, shit. No, 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 no. When we were in Boston, remember? Uh-huh. And we were in the lobby. Oh, okay. I wasn't here. Oh, and, dude. Yeah, no. He got, <laughs> we got, dude, you should have been there with us at fucking PAX Prime. We spun so many motherfuckers. <laughs> it was great. Andrew, we explained this? this to you at the Slap and Tickle. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It's the act of where you're shouting out to somebody. Like, you know them or you're trying to get their attention oh. the moment they turn. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you do it in Seattle when people are like walking across the street all the time. And you see their dumbfounded look. It's like, oh, dude, we made it a game. No, me and him talk yeah. about it because he's he's definitely rooming with us for the next couple paxes. And uh, we got to keep score for the show. <laughs> no. no, dude, you should have saw him that skin fucking tight Starman outfit for fucking fan gamer when they did Earthbound Bash, which, by the way, I don't know if uh, you guys found out. But, yeah, dude, they were able to sell that cart for 15 grand. Yeah, they did no really way. there you go. Yeah, yep. dude, like. Kudos to fucking James, man. I hope that really helps him and his family out. And they sold like a bunch of other fucking uh, swag too for uh, for charity. But yeah, that was that was a sweet streaming weekend. Anyway, yeah, it, was, it was a really good job. But what I was really. saying was, uh, despite that, I am interested in papers, please. So if that's the tie-breaking decision, then uh, use that for no, what you it will. It was actually going to win whether you picked or anything or not because it's a majority. So, so we got. I'm pro- I, 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 I think Sarah's going to go with it there. James didn't do it. Sarah did. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. All right. So of indie games. Uh, only, only because James was persuaded by someone that will not be named. Either. I want to name him really bad, and his <laughs> his opinion doesn't count for shit on this show. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I can, I can go with that logic. Either way, papers please win. You are a winner. Hooray. So, let's go, go to indie most... games. Unexpected. Yeah, that was unexpected, to be honest. But, I'm hey, I won't argue with it. Because, like I said, it was it was really hard. I, I mean, again, I, I totally see the merit of it. I want to... Yeah. When you, break, when you break down Bioshock and Vin, and be honest, if you fucking use M. Night Shyamalan and con- fucking correlation with anything, <laughs> you never lose my shit. Done. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I seriously, like, I just fantasize about punching him in the mouth sometimes. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> what if he's what a really least? nice person? He, I don't care what present. kind of person I'm just, he is. I'm just he's not a nice person. That what if he made, brought you a PlayStation 4? He made Fuck the happening. spit on it. TV. He made the happening. Trees Remember Six Sense? That was good. You guys like that? Remember? No, you can I only I watch it like once. that. That motherfucker has made a career. Uh, I, I, like he has made a fraud of a career, and he rides. He rides thought, it knowing he's an asshole. I like I will, Signs. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. I think Signs is a genuinely good movie. No, I like that movie. Signs was just Science was a good movie. Signs was just yeah. an excuse for him to get the most screen time with his ugly so dumb was, face. So was Unbreakable. Yeah. It's pretty stupid to sign, but that's too, what I yeah. like about it. He had a good start, guys. Come on. He had you a know, good run. I, I, do, I don't believe it in the like, slightest. Was, that, was he Unbreakable he, he before Signs or after Signs? It was before, before Signs, and it was fucking I was going to say, because like 
I remember watching yeah. Sixth Sense. I was like, oh, that's good. And Breaking Ball is like, eh, okay, like what's happening? And then Science is like, all right, here we go. And then just completely downhill from there. Yeah. yeah well, Lady in the Water is the one where he, he writes Ooh. a character who's a writer who will save the world for his writing. And he casts himself as that person. Jump, jump to the goddamn shark. <laughs> did he not? Yeah. Yep. Ah, fuck mm. that guy. We should yeah, make that sure. an award next year. The M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> Award. The M. Night Shyamalan Shark, Shark Jumping Award. Shark Jumping Award, like for the game that we thought had promise and then just completely fizzled out. Well, actually, right, we do have the, that, I guess. The twist is that the game that wins that will not be in the nominations. <laughs> <laughs> twist! Just yell it. <laughs> I would like oh, that. Man, I really hope he gets ran over by a monster truck. Fuck that guy. Anyway, <laughs> so, like, no joke. That's actually one of our drinking game rules. Uh, we just have to say horrible, disparaging things about that man. Uh, so, most anticipated that's, game of 2014. That's a drinking game? You guys just sit around and drink and talk about how shitty he is? <laughs> that's one of the rules for a drinking this game. We basically we, we play a variation. I don't know if you guys ever heard of King's Cup. I think yes, so. I have sailing, heard of that. Isn't that a sailing thing? No, King's Cup is. Uh, it involves a deck of cards in each <laughs> suit. <laughs> oh, that's America's Cup. Stupid. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it also known as asshole? Is that not uh, the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. But there's a variation of King's Cup called Georgie Boy's Kings. And that's <laughs> if you really, really want to fucking get tanked. And yeah, that's one of my rules. You basically go around and the one person who stutters or fucks up an insult towards M. Night Shyamalan's got to take the penalty. So I it's got it's it's definitely spun some gold. Like I think my favorite one is M. Night Shyamalan keistered his first 13 Hot Wheels cars. I, I don't know why, but it's just, that's fucking gold. Just, mm. uh, when I went to camp is also one of the best rules for the drinking game. Still, it's still, it's still a charmer. Um, but anyway, yeah. All right. Most anticipated game of 2014. We've got Destiny, Titanfall, Persona 5, and Hotline Miami 2. And I almost... I, I just want to... I think I already know what's going to win this one. Yeah, you got three people on this show. I think they're probably going to... Four people are probably going to say the same thing, maybe. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But oh, I no, would say nah. they're all... They're so, all so we're talking about Titanfall, right? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Fuck hey, Titanfall. Say what you will. I want to play Titanfall, like, legitly bad. I... Dude, watching it in action and just, like... I've never seen a shooter like that that I wanted like just itching to play. I've never watched a trailer. I no, I, I hate shooters. I mean, I'm not really good at them. I don't really like them. But that game, fucking like, I am ready. Like, I want to play that game so bad. And you see, I've kind of felt that way about Destiny too, only because I really, really enjoy Halo, and I can only uh-huh. imagine what they would do to refine that whole dynamic. But then Over introducing it. Yeah, but the, yeah, and introducing it in an MMO and introducing it in this expansive world, and that's one thing that Bungie can do. They can they can build a fucking world, like a, I I I'm I don't know. Destiny is has also kind of got uh, garnered my support. To be honest, I'm still trying to get into Persona. I I I I think it's just fucking weird that everybody's in a Persona but me. And you would think that Persona is a game that I would really enjoy. But I just I hate its pacing and I I just don't like that art style. Well, the, uh, the good news is is that Persona Five is looking to be taken into a different direction. You know, I don't think it's going to be the same thing that we've seen in Persona Three or Four. 
Oh, that, you know what? And I applaud that. If that's the case, I'm all about that. But then there's fucking Hotline Miami 2. And to be honest, you guys, I, I'm looking forward to Hotline Miami 2 a lot. So I don't know. This one's, this also is a hard one for me. Uh, this one is also is similar that what she because said? it's... <laughs> Uh-huh. It's similar because it's um, the last list. There was the indie uh, person uh, on the hill being. I don't know where I was going with this. I would <laughs> say he's the lone hero against titans of the gaming mm-hmm. industry. You have the indie there. And I think Hotline Miami 2 fills in that spot. I played mm. Hotline Miami 1 and was not impressed. Did it? Did it crash on you? No, I just didn't think it was fun to play and that, that soundtrack oh. is oh, so the soundtrack is good I'll, I'll admit the soundtrack Oof. is great but the game Oof. itself was boring mm, i think it's just the way you play like the when you really get into the dynamics of the masks and how you do things and especially how hard it like a game that like fucking kicks you down and then even though it kicks you down as hard as hotline miami does and then makes you like get right back up like nothing happened and keep playing it because you want to think of ways to get around it when when you we have something that pulls you in like that and it's and it's kind of founded on a structure like that, I you know you got to give merit to it and it and it was fun. I I really enjoyed it. There, if anything, the one thing that I I really didn't like was the esoteric nature and it's in its fucking narrative because there are things oh, that absolutely that. no I hated that just because it's it's just like that the one thing that I feel that really fucked Fez. I love Fez, but this one dynamic I understand. Believe me, I understand the need to try to be different and aloof and, and try to, you know, so to speak, be a part of the looking glass that, you know, we, you convince this one perception and then you go around and, and fucking give people a completely different thing. Which, by the way, that is not a twist. That is not M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck that guy. Mm. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't want that to lead in some jokes. So I just said, mm. anyway, just if you can, like, be a little less subtle or casual about it i mean it's not even casual or subtlety at that point it's just it's just esoteric nonsense it's cryptic i don't i don't like a game that's cryptic for the sake of being cryptic if there's some context or substance as to why it's cryptic and it goes with it and then i can go back and go oh oh that's, that's cool uh, i i'm sorry i disagree a hundred percent completely i think there is subtext to everything that it's happens so the game it's has so negligible though it's so negligible just because, again, like, it's pantomimed. It's mostly pantomimed, just like you would, like, Super Metroid, for example. That's pantomimed, but, like, without any dialogue or text, you can immediately pick up on what's going on because a pantomimed is done in such a way that's that that doesn't require even a, a, an understanding. Like, I love how, for example, most Nintendo games now re- actually give you a warning that says basic reading level required. And, and I, <laughs> I could t- I definitely say that Super Metroid doesn't have that. Where I, I, I get what you're saying, Stevie, and like, you know, it took me a while to kind of figure out that subtext, but I just shook my head at it. it it's it's esoteric for the sake of fucking like stupefying people. It's it's basically it's trying to be aloof to be pretentious. That's I, what I don't, I don't think like. it is that because I think that I, I enjoyed the I enjoy a mystery and I like abstract films that have a mystery where. You see the film and you do have to think about it for a while to get the point and collect your thoughts on it. And I thought Hotline Miami did that very well, where it's a game that I'm still thinking about now because it is so esoteric, but its mysteries do add up to a coherent point, I think, about 
violence and about player agency and it's i think it's a different point that you don't often see as well it could have been it could have been illustrated a little bit better like i said it's not the material it's the way they delivered it that's and and they and they delivered it in like in such a way that it didn't need to be done that way i would have i think it would have come across much better and possibly and the fact that like you know it's kind of almost divided itself into this club for those who do get it that's why i call it pretentious but I don't know. Anyway, I I, I mean, I'm I'm the pretentious one apparently of the cast. So, well, with you know, Hotline Miami, I didn't say too, that. it looks <laughs> <You> like <fucking dick. laughs> it looks like they're going in the other direction where they're going more plot focused. And I've seen lots of videos where it is more straightforward. It's not as bizarre, I'd say, as uh, the first one. They're going in a different direction with it, which I think is very uh, enjoyable and notable too, because. The gameplay looks the same, but I love the gameplay and they're adding more weapons. But the plot is completely told in a different way, and I think that's really original for them to just shake up the story in that manner for the second one. Am, am I the only one that cares about the division? Because am I the yes. odd, yeah. odd duck in that one? Me and my that, wife. That one. That okay. one looked like a hype train. I just. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if I'm the only one looking forward to um, Bravely Default. Oh, no, I, I, I am. Yeah, I can't that, wait for that game. Yeah, that's, that's goddamn Final Fantasy three right there. I got some mine pre-ordered. That's for sure. Ooh, man, that game. I'm gonna go with Destiny. Persona that's five. That. Yeah, Persona five for me. Per- Persona five. Per- Persona five, but it was close for Titanfall, but definitely Persona five. Well, I, I was gonna say Persona five, maybe because I just love Persona four so much this year. Yeah. But it was a tie between me and that and Hotline Miami. And since it's obvious Persona 5 is going to win this anyways, I'll just give a token acknowledgement to Hotline Miami with my vote. There we go. All right, there you go. Don't fuck it up, Atlas. You are a winner. Well, they're going to make 14 At this point, next year, so... Yeah. I'm actually more excited about the Persona dancing game, but that's not on this list. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How about that weird crossover game? Uh, That's another another episode. We've got a lot of categories to go through. That's yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Best horrible game. The nominees are Pokemon X and Y, Tearaway, Ease, Memories of Celsetta, and Animal Crossing New Leaf. These are all really good, too. But yep. there's one that, like, like I took to work with me out of all of these nominations. So I'm just going to make it pure and simple. Pokemon X and Y. Ooh, so Pokemon goddamn X and good. Y. God damn, it's so good. I mean, the Pokebank and the fact that I'm like Celebi's coming out, I I could not. Now, I have to say, Tearaway, Tearaway definitely, like, I actually enjoy Tearaway more than I enjoy a little big planet. And it, yeah. and it, it was. I, I want to fight for Tearaway. I know it's probably not going to win. I didn't know you played Tearaway. Yeah. I've been, uh, I'm the one that did the coverage on it, PAX, too. That fucking thing, like, as made for the Vita. Like, yeah. it really is. Train coming. <laughs> <laughs> wait wait what does he have to say maybe he i mean he does travel a lot maybe he has a portable game uh his portable game is to fuck with me when it comes past <laughs> me <laughs> 19 times a day now um i, I so i was gonna say about tearaway like that it's made for the vita like seriously if you have a vita that should be the game that you're playing on it if you have a vita which apparently no one does no but, all of us do that's a funny I thing have one. yeah <laughs> which is weird do, yeah we all have one, but we, it's, it's just... It's, it's so fun. Like, it's so whimsical, and, like, 
uses every aspect of the Vita, like the cameras, the microphone. It does it in ways that aren't corny or, you know, kind of like just like thrown in just to have it being used. Like it just it really makes it a lot of fun to play. Having, you know, saying that, I still don't think it'll probably win. But for me, the, the portable game, the one I had with me daily, took with me everywhere, had a street pass. I had to do all this stuff. Wasn't Pokemon. It was Animal Crossing. Ugh. I see. I just got yeah. into Animal Crossing, and motherfucker, I, it's I, the only game I still have on my 3DS because I cannot give that up. Well, it, it's see, such an experience. It's it's like a whole other life that I'm living. I remember there's this web comic too. There's this web comic that involves like the mayor, whatever mayor, and like uh, Elizabeth the dog, like coming and walking in the office and just finding a letter distraught, and then you finally see what's written on the letter and says, "Be right back. I'm going away to be a master." And then, like, you know exactly what it's talking about, just it's alluding to Pokemon, and Pokemon, they're, I'm still collecting friend codes, just so that way I can go to the friend safari, I'm still finding things to do, like, this is the closest Nintendo has gone to delivering a Pokemon MMO, and it's been, it's been very coherent so far. If anything, the, I, the only knock against this game is it has the worst end game. I think of any Pokemon, to be honest, just because it moves so fast. It has such a fast pace, and that's what like I award it for, but you'd think there'd be more content to it because you're moving through it so fast, and there isn't. It's got the same amount of content. So out of any other Pokemon experience, I we, we just burn through it like all the more faster. But it's also got the most monsters, so it I don't know. It, it It's different depending on how anybody would play it, whether they care about trying to catch them all or just focusing on their team or whatnot, but everything it does, yeah, I gotta give the nod to Pokemon. I own two of the games on this list, but I haven't played either of them. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think I'm probably gonna start uh, Pokemon really soon. It's been in my DS case since it came out, but because of Rune Factory, it hasn't gone anywhere. So I imagine that'll be the one that I'm gonna go with. And I've seen Deruna play a lot of hers, and uh, there's a lot of features on there that are pretty intriguing, specifically like Wonder Trade, for example, is uh, is a really cool little innovation that oh uh, that was introduced into this. Yeah, Do you so. know how many Charmanders I've gotten, like that I've traded to Wonder Trade? How many? How many of the starters I've traded to Wonder Trade? And then how many Weedles or fucking bugs that I've gotten back named Dick <laughs> or like just like or balls? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. we saw a few of those. Oh man, like Wonder Trade, it, it's something that could be so amazing and people just use it for trolling. Like, <laughs> I really want to be a part of that positive movement where, like, I hope the other person that gets the sweet Pokemon I just, like, dumped on them is like, oh man, I kind of feel bad now. But now. Make trade a better place. Hmm? Make Wonder Trade a better place. Yeah, please. Like, quit being a dickhead. <laughs> like, I, I, I gave, I used to, dude, like, I got so enamored by the idea of Wonder Trade that I, like, I bred all the starters, and then, like, I fucking, what was it? Ah, uh, man. It was, like, uh, ridiculous. Like, I even, like, dropped in a Pokemon with Pokerus, just so that way I can be, like, super cool about it. And I got back the fucking, like, the goddamn bird. The, the fi- like, the bird that's in the beginning of every Pokemon. <laughs> or just, ugh. Oh, was so, was so mad. Like, the thing that bugs me, too, is it, it's not hard. Like, friend safaris. Friend safaris are cool because when you get friend codes, each person antiquates to a certain type with three very weird and obscure Pokemon that have to do with that type. Like, I I luckily, for example, I think I'm water. 
I don't know, Andrew, did do you check me yet? I don't know if like we're registered. What for Pokemon? Ye. I didn't really play a lot of Pokemon. Ah, uh, you bet. I mean, I, you mean like as a friend code, right? As a friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have your registered as a friend on the 3DS. Yeah, but have you checked out Friend Safari yet? Nope. You're a dick. Oh, I'm a water type. I'm a water type, and I remember, like, uh, my friend, he went into my fucking Friend Safari, and one of the Pokemon in his Friend Safari for my water type was uh, Frogadier. That's the second evolution of the water starter that he could just straight catch in the wild. Yeah, exactly. So, like, crazy. Like, cool stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It, it, you talk about taking something established and then turning it on its head and making it fucking addictive. Pokemon is still in my 3DS. Well, no, I take that back. Link Between Worlds is in my 3DS, but that's because I've literally gotten everything except for one goddamn piece of heart. And it's the fucking stupidest minigame ever because it doesn't take any skill. It's just dumb. It's just dumb, pure luck. And I still can't do it. It's an Octoball. You remember when you thought, that was cool? Oh, cool. I got to play baseball. It's Link. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. I hate it. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Oh, so we got, we got Animal Crossing for Andrew. We got Pokemon for Sarah. It, was that the direction you were going, Sarah? Yep. Alright. James, Pokemon, me, Pokemon, Stevie. You can, I, I guess you're not. I, I haven't played most of them, but I ha- I've only played Animal Crossing. But I was going to say Animal Crossing, even though it for some reason gave me a great sadness inside, it really <laughs> tugged at me for some weird reason <laughs> it's a game that depressed me a lot and made wow. me existential right, about life did, did you get really upset when you would like leave your system for a few days come back and someone left your town left you a note I, why didn't they I, stay was, why didn't they stay didn't this, they love me it was this weird feeling because i haven't played an animal crossing since the very first one so it was uh-huh. this odd wave of nostalgia but also i thought that everything had changed so much that so it was kind of like going back to a childhood town and nothing's the same. So it made me really <laughs> depressed. That is really that dark. Respect. It's a dark but, ass. Yeah. Wow. That was my dark interpretation of it. But <laughs> I Cody's review of it just made it sound so jovial. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if I reviewed it, it would probably get less uh, less score, but I would say that I, it kind of deserve, deserves to win something because the social aspects the social aspect of it was really amazing to see like on twitter everyone was talking about it and i know that i kind of got a little bit sick of it but just to see these people sharing this experience and it it was a multiplayer game that was built around helping each other like in the real world to get items in game which kind of felt a bit joyous that there was such a thing so that's why i would pick animal crossing not from my experience with it but from what other people are having Oh, and then I felt bad for like famous people that were playing it though, because they definitely got trolled on, like uh, <laughs> Pendleton Ward, because that's the one thing. The hashtag ACNL is still going strong. They're still like that's that's pretty much that's better than any news feed that Nintendo could ever fucking deliver. Is that network and that hashtag alone? And yeah, I remember like Jeff Grubb would just keep retweeting all of the misfortunes that happened with Pendleton Ward. And for those of you unfamiliar with that name, that's a creator of a- uh, Adventure Time. And like he was just that dude was just going off about like all all the all the times his bells got raided or some shit happened. Uh, anyway, I yeah I kind of got into Animal Crossing. I'll be honest, but I didn't like I don't like that guilting aspect. I don't play a game 
to be harassed like that. If you don't fucking like that, I take vacations. I'm the mayor. Okay. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just uh, need some me time right now. Exactly. That that game was too needy, and if you can tell, I don't I don't exactly deal with neediness very well in the real life. <laughs> so I'm sure. Uh, anyway, yeah. All right. So Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Pokemon, so. you win. You are a winner. Yes. You win! Oh. You win! Winner! Pokemons. Alright. Take, take your fucking no, the golden zonkey. Let's move on. Best of the game. We got Rogue Legacy. This one's fucking tough. Rogue Legacy, Kentucky Route Zero, Gone Home, and Insanely Parable. 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 I saw Parappa there, right under it. And it threw me off. The Parables, you guys. Anyway, um, man, Kentucky Route Zero, where are you? Yeah. Like, that's I kind of want to do like I, a stupid theme. I, I guess if we can't consider it for all episodes, only the two that have come out and nothing else, I mean... Ugh, I kind of want to give it to that because I loved both episodes. Absolutely loved them. I mean, that's fuck. It's it's so good, guys. Like if you haven't played Kentucky Route Zero, it's still worth the investment. You know, the three episodes apparently disappeared, <laughs> like with no trace of when they're. Coming I think they out. just took the Kickstarter money and said, "All right, fuck this. See ya. We're out." Yeah, but it's it's so good. The episodes are amazing, but I really can't, in good conscience, make it the indie game of the year because of that fact. Like. We just need more. I, I, because it leaves you off on cliffhanger every single time you play one. I don't know. I, for my money, dude, like Rogue Legacy fucking came out of nowhere, nowhere, and like everyone I knew was talking about that game when it first hit. Like that game's so crazy fun, and it's, it's such a cool concept and such a cool idea. It takes things about games that we already like and kind of just makes it. I mean, that's an indie game. I think taking these concepts and these designs, but doing it on like a smaller budget and a smaller scale. But, like, you've got people at, like, Dark Souls playing it. you got people at, like, Metroidvania games playing it. Like, it has all these different Everybody factors rolled into it. Games. Yeah. I, that's okay. one thing, that's... too. Because when I remember James first talking about it on the show, and I was so confused. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so, so what explain is this to me again. <laughs> like, I, I just remember he had to correct, my, correct me so many times during What's in Your Console. And somebody told me it's a Metroidvania game. And I remember saying, fucking James, why didn't he just fucking say that? But... <laughs> Uh, I remember I played it, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, to be honest, I would love it's, to see more not, done with it. It's not really a Metroidvania game. It's, it's got elements. Really. It has elements. It's got just yeah. the by castle. By, by, so. well, by, but by definition, you could say it has like roguelike elements, but it's not roguelike. It's got it has, lot, it has, it has a lot of elements of a lot of games. I would like. actually, I would actually make it. I would actually say it's more of a side-scrolling roguelike than it is a Metroidvania game. But it's fucking awesome, and it's. I'm gonna. I've already bought it for PC. I'm gonna buy it on PS4 when it comes out. So, push your done. glasses all the way through the bridge of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Gonna... I'm going to have to say the Stanley Parable. There's been a lot of releases this year that are sort of taking the more the more interactive art element, if I'm going to be pretentious, but games that don't really have that much gameplay and it's more walking through a story. And while some games did it quite subparly, like I think Gone Home, I know a lot of people love Gone Home, but I just don't, I'm not a big fan of it. And uh, Amnesia, 
uh, Machine for Pigs was slightly disappointing. But mm. I think the Stanley Parable is just such a really, it's, it's really well written. And I actually, I think I should have nominated it as well for best written game because it really makes you think about video games sort of in an antechamber like context, but less bizarre, just the way video games function uh, and makes fun of it. And I think it's a really happy comedy and you don't see that many just pure comedy games in gaming, which is why the Stanley Parable would have to be my... Uh, you know, pick. and see, it's it's funny, Stevie, because that bewilderment that you shared with Gone Home and Stanley Parable, 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 Parable. Um, <laughs> I feel the exact opposite. I, I, Gone Home does so many, like, that's my pick. Uh, the Stanley Parable, you know, and I hate to be so negative about it. If you guys really want to play it, wh- this is something unique. Like, it's so funny because this is something that's unique about it. And at the same time, I think it hurts them more than it helps them. They've actually developed a separate demo that you can experience because it's so, like, context. Oh, the and demo subtext. is awesome. It's yeah, completely, but, it's a new game, essentially. But yeah, it's and it's really actually funny. better. I think the free demo is better than the $15 game you get. Because it's some, like, it, it, the demo is concentrated all in this one experience and it's cool. And then, I don't, just, the illusions and the assumptions that the games make, which, you know, I understand it. It's just, I feel like that game has too much novelty to the point where, like, the novelty isn't even all that enjoyable. I don't know. The writing could be fun, but, like, I can find that novelty on the social network within a close cluster of friends. I mean, I understand that it has things that make me think to that, or it does, it, it the game will, like, pull something out of you to think about and you'll enjoy it. But it only lasts so long, which is why the demo, which is completely free, does it in the same in the same manner in such a small, concentrated amount of time that you can enjoy, and it's free. That that's my big gripe with it, and I want it's a I, bit I, I, too expensive, I think, because uh, it, it is it's kind of short, and uh, you know you can come back to it in a couple of years when you forget it, but there's not much to see, explore even, after you've heard all the jokes. But exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, like that length and see, here's the thing, too, that normally I wouldn't use that length because let's look at Gone Home. Gone Home is twenty dollars, but it's it, it can be done within a day. However, I can go back and that world and everything about it and the fiction that it spins. I can discover new things. I can have revelations towards things that I took for granted. I mean, the writing in the in the world and the people in it and, and what happens with it. Like, in the fact that it, it went from something that gave off, like, such an ominous nature to something that became, like, really human. And just hearing, like, it, like that game really pushed me to feel something. Just, like, I, I, I would have liked to nominate that one for the best writing. But I think what it does with something that that takes, like, something as boring as examining something and then doing it in such a way to where... It it, it 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 eventually it just incites the human curiosity to such an extent that like it it starts to become like this natural exercise of like finding room like imagine you know even taking away the context of being a relative being someone who comes from a familiar home or even then all right let me change that pretend take your family take this home that like you don't know but all these things in it that you do recognize. And walking around and having absolutely no idea what's happening because you were supposed to come home, uh, come home, and nobody's fucking here. And all you can do is basically play Discovery because nobody has a cell phone. 
Like, ain't, ain't no beepers, ain't nothing. You just, just gotta go about it, move like something like that. Really, you know, forgive the pun, hit home with me. So, I, I don't know. I, I go with gone home for this pick. We got, we got a decisive, uh, we got Stanley. Yeah. Wait, we, I think this one's up to Sarah. Because we got what? This one, one for... is not up to me because I have not played a single one of these. Oh, sh- oh uh, shit. Go with oh, me. My go with me. So, so does, does, Rogue Legacy win? does Rogue Legacy win by default then? By, 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 by forfeit? <laughs> a bit, I think, I'm pretty sure it does. And I'll go to your birthday yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard though because if he picks either one of them, it's going to be Rogue Legacy defending against those and it's hard to weigh in on game you didn't play. Hmm. I think we're going to have to go with Rogue Legacy because you, you ultimately nah. went with Rogue Legacy, didn't you? You didn't pick Kentucky Route Zero. No, yeah, I, I picked Rogue Legacy. I think yeah. it, it's Kentucky Route Zero definitely has a lot of promise, but I, I just wish that they were not so all over the place with the way they release stuff. But I may I shouldn't hold that against them, but Rogue Legacy is a good experience all in one package. It really is, yeah, and it's we it's we super fun. Talk, we couldn't stop talking about that game for like a month mm-hmm. before we talked about Game's nuts. So, Sarah, I'm curious. You didn't play any of these four games. Nothing at all appealed to you about them? Well, Rogue Legacy has a good soundtrack. Boom! Wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that because I hear it every day, but... Mm. You hear the Rogue Legacy soundtrack every day? Yeah, it's in the PS4 loop thingy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but nothing like Kentucky Route Zero or Gone Home or Stanley Pebble. <laughs> Stanley Pebble. Stanley Pebble. Stanley Penguin. <laughs> I love it. Let's keep this going. I, I, I seriously, I don't even know what the Stanley Parable is. Like, uh, I've never, I've never heard of it until today. So the Stanley Parachute. <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley, the Stanley Pornhub. Uh. The Stanley Parable is basically uh, it's you walking through this warehouse and it takes all the conventions of video games and there's this narrator kind of walking you through kind of like uh basically walking through how to do things and making jokes and pointing fun of you and breaking the fourth wall knowing that you're a player and just basically it's it's social commentary on video games using a video game. The problem is is that the like you know it, it's all dependent on the writing and i feel like the, the charm just wears off too quick which is why i'm like dude download the demo the demo's perfect it's short enough and i i feel like i, I just want to call the demo a game i, I want it i want it to be like stanley perderderber like fucking <laughs> <laughs> I Redux. every time keep on I doing the it. demo yeah the demo is really really funny but i i think the full experience does managed to hold up also because of the narrator we're getting a lot of great video game narrators and i think the one in the stanley parable is really good as well yeah the narrator <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it on that too <laughs> the narrator is uh he, he's he's definitely what you come to the game for and he's got a lot of poignant jokes but uh yeah i i don't know man i i like i said i enjoyed it but i, I can't i can't in good conscience, voted fucking best indie. Not well, not when something like Gone Home came out in this fucking same year. I don't know. R- Rogue Legacy looks like it might be a way better roguelike than uh, the Guided Fate Paradox was. Mm. Yeah. All right. So Rogue Legacy comes away the winner. Ooh. Yeah. You are a winner. 
and honorable mentions go to, to Stan Burster. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. It just gets worse every time. Anyway. Yep. All Stanley right. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want uh, this to be in a category. <laughs> best Japanese game. We've got Nino Kuni, Hatsune Miku, Project Diva F, Dragon's Crown, and Crimson Dragon. So, mm. I I nominated Crimson Dragon. Uh, I'll, I don't know. I you said it wrong though. I I was just being an asshole. It's okay. Crimson Dragon, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. You said Dragon. You know, it's Dragon. Dragon. Is it Crimson Dragon? Why is he turning into a vampire now? Dragon. Dragon. Um. Yeah. So out of all of these, man, like Nino Kuni. That's a thing. Like, it it, it stands a as a testament of both the best and worst about Japanese game design. Yeah, like that's the that's the like I, hard one. But it's so charming. A, so if this is a category that was called, yeah, Japan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I like. I really do. I like Nino Kuni, and you know, I really like Dragon's Crown too. But again, like all of these games, they 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 definitely possess the best and worst of Japanese. That yeah, it's. It's tricky. Uh, I will say that the game that took me off guard out of all these, though, is fucking Hatsune Miku. I did not that, picture yeah. myself that enjoying game. it as yeah. much as I did. And I, I had to figure out what the fuck a, a Vocaloid was because I didn't know what it was. They were singing. I was like, I was like, why are they singing like that? What's going on? What happened to them? <laughs> like that one sounds kind of like a human. This one does not. Why? And I had to have it explained to me. And that's why I said, oh, yeah, Japan. It's so, it really weird when you. That's my choice. That's my it. choice. There are concerts with them. Did you did you like explore <laughs> like the the diva room stuff? It creepy, super creepy, it, very very creepy. Yeah, super very creepy. creepy. <laughs> but yeah. I loved it. Yeah. How soon did Miko's get my vote? By the way. Yeah, me too. Because I, I I I basically I I think that category should be called just oh yeah Japan. <laughs> the name <laughs> oh, yeah. of it. Uh, I was gonna actually gonna vote for Hatsune Miku too. I really yeah. like Nino oh, Kuni, but I do too, I, and I'm I'm gonna defend it in a later category. But I, I really like Nino Kuni. I like Dragon's Crown quite a bit, but I just there's nothing more Japanese than Hatsune Miku. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did rather enjoy Dragon's Crown, but I think uh, the best Japanese game to come out of Japan, and it, I mean it's so Japanese. Even the uh, the spine doesn't look much different than its Japanese counterpart. Mm-hmm. Right down to Kenzie. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I saw it at Warp Zone when I was there, uh, not too well, you know, a few months back before it came yeah. out in the states, and I didn't even know what the difference was. I didn't realize it was an import because, yeah, the case is pretty much almost exactly well, not exactly the same on the front, but it it threw me off. I'm I'm fucking gonna grab that shit on Vita when it comes out. So hopefully, is that, that, actually, Vita. Is that confirmed? Yeah, or? it's already out on v- Dragon's Crown. No, 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 no. Hatsune. Hatsune. Oh, Hatsune Miku. Yeah. I don't know, but I heard Japan, but I haven't heard anything about stateside release. Yeah, yeah I'm. I I don't know. I I I heard rumblings. We can we can only imagine. I am gonna grab probably uh, the Japanese version. <sighs> I just wish they... I wish the Vita was region free though. That's so fucking is. weird. That is it not? That's weird. I'm I, I know that uh, it's not. Or it is. It is. It I don't is. know. No, it oh, is. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. because That's of what I thought. It's because of Atsuni Miku that I'm so stoked for that freaking Persona uh-huh. singing and dancing. And I remember. Game. I remember we talked about that, and you fucking blew it off, and then you played the demo, and you're like, oh, shit. I was like, like oh, shit. 
like, I'm this in love with this game. This is fun and it's hard and it's like the music's good at the same time, but kind of weird. And then you then you feel like you're kind of creepy for playing it. Like you don't want to see people see you playing it, but you really <laughs> want to play it. Yeah, I don't want to play that game in public. <laughs> I really, I kind, I kind of don't, but I kind of do. Take this off my Raptor list now. <laughs> do it. Uh, all right. I, I, I've been playing the second one on PSP as well. It's pretty good as well. I know. I isn't that the one that you guys picked up at the at the PAX a few years back? Yep. Ah, gotcha. The very I same. Know, I didn't know what it was at first. Hmm. Fucking man, I've been real talk. I've been really wanting a Vita TV, and yeah, I just I hate that he did really have no reason to get it yet. So uh, yeah, you do. Uh, what is that? Persona Four. You can play it on big screen. Yeah, but Sweet. I can't play mine. And I can play Persona Four on my screen already for the fucking PS2, and it still hasn't done anything for me. Yeah, but not in high def and not in widescreen. And... Is there is there any rumors or rumblings that thing coming stateside? I think it'd have to. Sony wouldn't release that if they didn't want to come out here. I mean, I, they, I need, really, they need they need something want. for the Vita here. Come on, guys. <laughs> I do. The thing they've been doing with PlayStation Mobile lately, like, that's the thing. What's been in my Vita recently that I've been playing a lot of is Rim Paxel. Like, I I just, I can't stop playing it. And, like, they just made Super Crate Box free. Ugh, man. Like, Hmm. if they keep doing the PlayStation Mobile giveaways, like, I'll, yeah, and even then, like, fuck, dude. Uh, God, what else was, oh, Ease. I've been playing Ease on, uh, fucking Vita, but I, I've been playing it off of a friend's Vita. Fucking, I haven't gotten the chance to own my own yet. I, I will be getting it. I think it's really pricey. I think that's the thing with Vita games that's really bugging me. All the games are just a little too pricey. And yet, it's a shame, though, because I can't say the same about the 3DS games. Like, I, I, I fucking dropped uh, 40 bones on Pokemon, and I, I don't regret it at all. But that's really expensive for a 3DS game. So I bought, uh, I bought my East for 60 but I got a lot of good stuff with it. Yeah, I got a goddamn compass to show you where to go. Yep. <laughs> need to find out where north is. <laughs> I'm playing it's, where, it's where I live. <laughs> yep. Up, oh, I'm here. All right, so we got Hatsune Miku. You're the winner! You are a winner. Good job, I Japan. haven't played any of those games. Orishimasu! Um, yeah, it's good. You should get it, Stevie. Um, especially Hatsune Miku. Show your friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me decide for you if you're creepy or not. <laughs> All right. So we got we got some other heavy hitters here. We got Tomb Raider, DMC, which is Devil May Cry, the re-release. I will not. Well, reboot. There we go. Reboot. Uh, Metal Gear Rising, and Bioshock Infinite. Also, really, really hard pick. Let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I see it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, not not to sound like a snob, but it's pronounced Tomb Radier. Radier. Okay. Radier. Uh, Radier. Wow. Yeah. So Radier. definitely, definitely got to get that'll be corrected by the time the show goes out. So. <laughs> uh, they leave it, but have Rad like in bold or something. <laughs> Change Rad to to Red, and you can be a '90s kid. We got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that. don't There's worry. A, a picture underneath of you on a skateboard. <laughs> what, with those sweet Kanye sunglasses? I'm, I'm yeah. all about it. No, no, no. With the sunglasses um, when they go to the future and back to the future part two. Like giant metal sunglasses. Oh, dude, the Brett the Hitman heart sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I have a pair of those actually. Do you? Yeah, I do. Wait, are the about, actual are, are Hitman about, heart have a, ones or have a wrestling? No, no, no. Now? But they're oh. modeled after the future shades. <laughs> Just doing it by heart. I got them at a convention. It was great. Ah, oh, bro. I I automatically want to rule out Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. You know what? I because he, too. here's the thing. Because I can't say it's the best action game when the action part of the game was the worst part about the game. You know, it was okay. Yeah. It was serviceable, but it was definitely the least. Uh, it the just, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't the best. Fun. Yeah, the Skyhook stuff is pretty cool to use. And I'll tell you what, like, I don't want to give away too much for Barrel at Sea, but I loved how you could do that kind of stuff in Barrel at Sea. I thought it made, it actually brought Rapture more to life than any of the other Bioshock games have because there's more to explore and more to do with Skyhooks. But I. You play that game on a harder difficulty and you see how bad the combat actually is. I would agree with that because I I tried it on the, what's the the mode that you unlock after you beat it? 1999 mode. I started it and, and like the methods and the things that I used in the normal playthrough just couldn't do. Cause I would use like chain lightning and sniper rifle and that would be my combo for fucking everything in that game. Try doing it in 1999 mode. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> you almost have to exploit the game to, to kind of get through it. it so. It's just, it's the weakest part of the game. Even though it's okay for, for the most part until you get in harder difficulties. It's just, it's the weakest part of that game. So I, I really can't say it's the best action game. Especially when you're trying to do it and getting that stupid achievement where you can't buy anything. You have to pick Oof. everything up. There is some fun stuff with the way that it has uh, the gameplay with Elizabeth, but that's not really that action orientated. Mm-hmm. But there are but some it, fun gameplay things in there. There is. And, and playing with the different um, vigors and seeing how they can u- do different abilities. Like, you know, if you really have fun with that and play with the different weapons and vigors. And not stick with the same combo. Like I did that. I think I'm guilty of that. I stuck with the same combo, you know, pretty much throughout the game. But I think if you really mess with them and the fact you can throw down traps and do all that kind of stuff, kind of brings back that Bioshock 2 sensibility of having traps laid down for everything. It, yeah, it, it's it's cool to mess with, but it it's is. Just, it is. And it's, it's just that the yeah. tools you're given encourage you to not take cover and to rush into any, everything and go crazy. But the enemies you're fighting, you have to take cover all the yeah. time. So it's 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 contradicting itself in its own gameplay mechanics, and it's kind of a shame that it is. I really like Bioshock Two for the gameplay, not so much for the story. Mm-hmm. But I think that Infinite is a lot more stripped down than Bioshock Two. I thought Bioshock Two was just the right combination of I love really fun gameplay. Both things about Bioshock Two, like that's the thing. I'll agree with that. Didn't everybody like? It's so funny the turnaround on that because I I remember always praising it. I remember Andrew slightly praising it, but saying, man, it's kind of dumb. And now he's just like, nah, I've seen dumb. It's, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I think that it was trying, like, trying to live up to the expectations that Bioshock 1 had were going to be impossible to begin with. I think looking at for what it did accomplish, especially how it got into a lot of different aspects of the story, going into the ending especially was really cool to see. Like, I loved how they just, they had fun with it. You could tell, like, the, the people on that team, knew they probably couldn't live up to the expectations, couldn't do what Bioshock 1 had done, you know, for being the first one out. But you can tell they had fun with it. But the combat was pretty enjoyable. Like, I hate wave-based combat. I hate, you know, when I have to protect somebody, when I have, like, you know, the tag-along and all that kind of shit. The, uh, what, what's the term for that? I'm forgetting it. Escort. Escort missions and stuff like that. Don't I hate them. But at least with the, the tools at your disposal, like James was kind of mentioning, you felt like you had a fighting chance. Like, you threw down traps... You, you know, you kind of set up your own stuff beforehand. They gave you that time to prepare, 
kind of like you know when you have waves in a you know a uh, like a horde mode or something like that. It's fun to prepare and get stuff ready and then see how it all plays out. Like that 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 does have some longevity, which I didn't think it did originally. But yeah, for you sure. You know what I want though, and like oh man, it'd be it would be cool actually if uh, and even then you know what I'd play it and they added more content, it would make it even better. I want a Bioshock Infinite Definitive Edition. Uh, just like they're doing with Tomb Raider. However, it's not just going to be a facelift. I want everything that goddamn trailer was supposed to be. Uh, like, I want yeah. everything yeah. that trailer was supposed to be, and I want it on the new powerful hardware that we supposedly have. And that like, is kind of crazy how they had all this, all this promise about what Elizabeth was supposed to do in combat, and then none of it really happened. None of it. Absolutely uh, none of it. And you know what? Yeah. Seeing the technical achievements that were done with the like the Xbox One so far and the PS4, I have absolutely no reservations that Ken Levine and his lofty fucking throne of fame can like just go forth with it. Just do it. Give give me what I bought into. Give dude. Give the people who bought into a media blackout for your fucking game into it. Like just just do it. And, and uh, like that's all I have to say. As far as my pick, it, it's a it's a real tough one. I mean, I definitely felt a, a, a great sense of action in Tomb Raider, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, if I if I have to go action game at all, like something that really got my fucking blood boiling and something that was just visceral and heart pounding to the end, it was definitely Metal Gear Rising. Like yeah. Revengeance. Revengeance is just fucking the the bee's knees, y'all. That's a guy, that's a goddamn Japan game. That game is so insane. Like in, in terms of action, it's just I don't think you can beat it this year. Yeah, I and, and and just you know what, it worked. I'm I'm really surprised that this game didn't do better than it did. I mean, I'm glad it did well. It wasn't like you know everybody thought it was just going to be. I remember like the newer trailers. Once they saw like more and more trailers behind it, and you know. I think it was when Platinum grabbed it that there was some hope for it again. But yeah, it looked like it was just going to come out to be like a, you know, a real washout. But it ended up doing really well. And I hope that, you know, something's kind of I, I will. You know, I don't see a reason why to revisit it, but maybe DLC, maybe not. I mean, Platinum's never fucking done DLC. Uh, so I wouldn't exactly hold my breath, but I it, it made me definitely have faith in them again. And. I actually didn't get the chance to even try out Bayonetta 2. That was all Andrew. So I can only assume that they're taking some of the fucking sweet shit from that and Bayonetta and, and they're just, they're going to push Bayonetta 2 real hard. So yeah. And the Bayonetta one thing is the game for the Wii U. Yeah, it'll be fine. But the one thing they didn't talk about, which I really wish they would have, but I think they were kind of, they weren't allowed to talk about it, but there's definitely aspects or maybe I'm just looking too far into it, but it seems like they might have some kind of a co-op thing in there, which I think would be hard to do for an action game like that. But it, it just felt to me like there was going to be some some sort of co-op thing going on. That would on. be one of the best uses of the gamepad screen, though. Think about it. Because you when, have... you, when you play the demo, they actually... Um, the um, Fuck, I can't remember her name now. The, the blonde-haired girl that was... Yeah, oh, Jean. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, she comes into play a lot in the demo, and I just, I really thought that, okay, this is probably something that you know maybe they'll they're working up to like doing a co-op thing and they they just went say yes or no about it 
But. Think about it, though. Like, if you have somebody with a pro controller, or even, like, that's the one thing, because there's, there's absolutely no way you can do Bayonetta 2 with a Wiimote. So, like, yeah. they, they, they're going to have to incorporate, like, pro controller support, but I think with co-op, if you have one person on gamepad and the other person on the pro controller, and, you know, that, that person's completely independent from the other, and they can stare at completely different screens... That would be one of the most innovative uses that people have been lauding the Wii U to have potential for to begin with. Like that, that, that could be a system selling factor for the Wii U. So I don't know. But yeah, as far as going back to this award, I'm going to have to cast my vote with Metal Gear Rising. DMC was good, but it was, it was very, it's very dialing. That's the one thing I, I knocked it for in my review. I mean, it felt seamless and fluid. But it was still a little too dialy for my taste. Uh, I'm gonna say Metal Gear Rising as well, just because the sword play was so unique and it really did blow me away. Kind and kind of bosses, all them left hands. Yeah, and Those while the hands. bosses are oh, that's ridiculous where you rip out their spines. Oh, it's yeah, it's just ridiculous. And the bosses, while really hard, uh, some of them are bullshit hard. It, it's still brilliant, and I really love that this type of really hard game can still come out. So I'm going to have to say that just because the action is so good and it really is a great game that feels like a challenge. I, I would like to say Metal Gear, but I didn't play a lot of it, so I really can't comment on it because I just don't have a lot of time. I play like the first level, I think. Um, I, I really like Tomb Raider a lot. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Tomb Raider. Uh, this one just I, I feel like I never liked the action in any of the other Tomb Raider games. And I think when they reinvented the series, I think they made the action super enjoyable. Like the shoe mechanics are good. The the bow and arrow was interesting to use and, and fun to use. I I just think they did just a really good job of it. Even the, ne- even like I the never melee. Liked the action. Yeah, I never liked the action in any other Tomb Raider games, and they just I think that it was really enjoyable. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like that that transition mm-hmm. from like this innocent like teenager with some basic survival instincts to like this fucking monster. That like completely ends lives on a whim. That is the one thing I didn't feel like that transition was the best, but uh, gameplay, yeah, it, it had me going. And dare I say, the Metroidvania aspects of it, yeah, fucking, mm. Mm, mm, top, mwah, mm, right off the roof of my <laughs> fucking mouth. Mm, so good, but yeah, Metal Gear Rising has to win this for me. What about you, James? Um, Devil May Cry is what I am going to pick. Ooh. Be- because its combat is better than Metal Gear Rising. You guys are out of your minds. You are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> no, you, guys are, no, you guys are out of your mind. Devil May Cry is such a better action game than Metal Gear Rising could ever wish to be. Um, it's more fun. It has a more interesting story. I understand that that's over the top. It's a platinum-ass platinum game, and I love platinum-ass platinum games. Let me tell you what. But Devil May Cry, I love this Dante more than old Dante. Heaven, uh, Ninja Theory hit it out of the freaking park. I thought that this was going to be uh, just a one-sided fight with DMC. I didn't think that Metal Gear Rising was going to even match up to this game. DMC is so much better than Metal Gear Rising is. No, it's pretty it's dialy, so kind of props. boring near the end. You're boring near the end. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> What? But since Ooh. I know DMC's not going to win, I'm just going to force a stalemate and pick Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, he's doing a power play. <laughs> wow, man. 
Well, I didn't. I didn't think we'd get freaking do that to this. me. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Sarah. You're, you have to do it. Yeah. Guess what? I haven't played any of these games. <laughs> oh man. So is it? All right. We have now? fun with that. Are we throwing in? We're gonna have to throw in wild card. Okay. So if we come into a stalemate, I'm pretty sure wild card. Or I guess we could have our first ever tie. No, uh, we can't have a tie. It has to be definitive. No, it's... Rising has a cooler name. Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that for a second. There was a game this year that was titled Revengeance. Revenge. Oh, it's like, dude, it's it's the same word. Just expounded. They mean the same thing. It makes it's the no noun, sense. And then it's the verb. It's a noun verb. A n- verb. It's a verb or noun. A verb. It's a verb. Called it something completely sensible, like the rage of Raiden or something. But no, they went with fucking revengeance. So it's my (laughs) mind was blown by that alone. I'll change my vote back to DMC because that's the one I really, really liked. And I'll let you have Metal Gear Rising. Yes. You are a winner. Yeah. He's doing it just to just dangle it over your guys' heads. Just, just because yeah. I like Platinum as a company, and I hope that I they feel like do. Maybe I I'll go back and play more place. of that. I didn't play a lot of Metal Gear. It's I so should. good. That, those, cutting mechanics, those cutting mechanics, when you, when you stop and slow down time, it's the way they set up, it's a really precise. There's an art to it. And then when you master that art, and then you, you do that, and even then, with the combos... See, the one thing that I really liked about them is, uh, unlike DMC's dialy ass dial combos, uh, fucking, which is the same thing that I knock Tekken for, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry, you gotta have skill to play the game. No, you don't have to have skill. You just have to watch, like, what you're doing. I can do what you're doing. That's the thing. That's the the argument. It doesn't take skill. It just, it's, hmm. But <laughs> with mm, mm, mm. anyway, with the revenge, <laughs> with the vengeance, I mean, you're watching frames of animation. You are watching elements that come into play that can interrupt your flow, and you're doing this in numbers and in constantly. I mean, I understand those elements also come to play with DMC, but not in the manner that Revengeance deals. I don't know. You you get where I'm going with this, don't you, Stevie? Yeah, and also in terms of presentation, uh, the music is fantastic and really yeah, adds it to it. It's great. Yeah. And it's fucking dude. If you only knew who you fought at the end of that game, it is fucking ridiculous. I I never thought they could be more ridiculous with nanotechnology and Metal Gear. And then I played Revengeance, and now, like, dude, nano machines can fucking do anything. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's their I- excuse to just do anything they want by now. It it's great, dude. Like, I'm really glad that Kojima signed off on that. This is actually the first Metal Gear game I've played, and I I don't think it's related to the series that much in gameplay, but yeah. it makes me really interested in at least the crazy world of the series as well. Oh yeah, you'll it. It's definitely the the games are much slower, but they're they're fucking nuts. They're yeah. just absolutely insane. <laughs> but, the second one is still yeah. the most insane one. Metal Gear Rising is just so nuts, and it's it's in the audacity with how just action paced and fast it is, and everything about it. Just it 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 says action to me more than any other game this year, and that's why I wanted it to win. Best fighting game. We have Body Geek, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Killer Instinct, and Aqua Pisa. 
It's actually pronounced <laughs> aquapasta. I, I, I know. Aquapasta? <laughs> <laughs> Close yeah. enough. Uh, no, aquapasta. I, all right. I, the joke, the joke's over. Everybody, go home. <laughs> Fucking, all right. I, this winner for me, this choice is so clear cut. And, I am fully confident to just go forth and just fucking just killer instinct, just killer instinct all the goddamn way. Well, you know James isn't gonna say that. We already know that. James <laughs> will definitely do it say that. me though. He, I'm no, no, not he, doing he, it to spite you. Injustice actually has modes. Killer Injustice instinct has is, two modes. I I like Killer Instinct, but I think we had a lot more fun playing Injustice. Injustice is a complete fucking game. Killer Instinct, uh, Killer is, instinct half a game. is a complete fucking no, game. No, it's not. It's got two modes in it. Barely a practice mode, and only what eight fighters by by March. No, by February. By February. <laughs> but all the costumes. But all the costumes in Injustice by next year, right? All the costumes. Yeah. And Injustice has it has the, a really good and fun story mode. It has really the, fun. It has really easy to understand fighting mechanics. Story mode's um, legit. Yeah, and it's got and it's got that uh kind of like those little side missions you can do with each of the characters. So it's got tons of replayability. So it's and it's hey, easy for anyone to pick up and hey, play. Hey, easy if there, If I know pal. Killer, if I know Killer Instinct, it's not easy for anyone to pick up and play. Easy, pal. I reviewed Injustice. So I'm I am already fully aware, and Killer Instinct is easy to pick up and play, and it's it it is fundamentally one of the best modern fighting systems. Period. Like that, I guarantee. I guarantee. Man, James just gripping his chair, getting ready just to throw it. <laughs> like Injustice has got a very coherent fighting system. I'm there with you, and believe me, if if you've seen me with my fighters, I can tear you up something fucking fresh with with my soups. However, when it just comes down to like the actual system at play, granted, there is a bare bones, there's bare, some bare bones modes, but the content and the system about it is just, it's so addictive. It has almost like a, you know, like you could say the same thing about a mobile game, for example, which funny enough, it has very uh, similar architecture. In, Microtransactions? In, Yes, but <laughs> if you buy the whole the wholesale product for what it is now, and then you go to town and you play, like, dude, I, I can't find reasons not to go back and play it. It's it's very addictive. It has a very fluid system that you can only get better at between the counters, between the fucking the variant nuances of the shadow moves, the shadow breakers, and then the fucking counter breakers, and then what that goes on, and each character. Each goddamn character is so different from the last. It's it like that's the one thing. Like they're they're all on on an aesthetic level different from each other. They always have been, and that's what's been really cool about Killer Instinct. But each of them have also been slight variations. The six characters that I've got right now, dude, they all have different dynamics. They have all different. It, it, speaking of games that are easy to play, Killer Instinct's the first goddamn game that actually. Physically represents hitboxes and puts them out on outer level for you to study. It, it teaches the very nuance of a fighting game for anyone. So I don't know. I Injustice is good, definitely good. My killer rebuttal, is good, not killer. Is my good. rebuttal is Aquaman's got mad sharks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Superman's a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> no, man. I, I where it's at. I, I I'm gonna go with injustice on this one, but I will say I've seen some uh, Aquapaza, 
and it's actually a pretty solid fighter and it's actually from what i hear really easy to pick up and play um and i love those 2d style fighters you know obviously like blaz blue and guilty gear and stuff like that um i just think it's it's very very like not i mean it came out and i don't think anyone knew that because it's like what yeah, 29.99 super not mainstream in fact no. it's got an all <laughs> all of the all the cast members were like in anime. Gay titles yeah, but it's like it's like like really popular anime like in Japan. No, like, no, nothing not that's even, even in the states. not even uh, not even like popular anime. These are like erotic game characters. Every single one of them. Wow, huh. that's creepy. I've seen screenshots of that Let's game. Let's fight well. them against each other. Is this like, okay, yeah. the, like the new show Niki fighting game? Is that what that what this is? That game. I wish there was. I wish there was a show Niki fighting game. There is a show Niki oh, fighting game. That. What? Yeah, it's for Super it's NES. Super Famicom. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good too. Yeah, um, really, it's, the, it's a Street only, Fighter ass Street Fighter clone, but hey. Yeah, the, the only real Choniki game that needs to be uh, talked about is I Choniki. It's the best in the series, and that's all you need to know. Wow, so the authority. Manly. So manly. But here's the thing all these games are good. Every single one of them. If anything, they only beat each other out by that much. And I, I feel like Killer Instinct's the fucking choice of the crop. And to be fair, dive kick is is really good too. Yeah, that and was dive the one kick I was, is, is I was on the right side of that, ridiculous, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I think there are some things I don't like about it. Like I think uh, the, the tips that it gives you, uh, I think they're trying too hard to be funny, and I think it, it could get a bit too in jokey with all the fighting game references. But I think the general combat is really cool the idea of a game built around tricking your opponent and double bluffing i think was really fun there are characters with all these different abilities that it's 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 this i don't know it's an oxymoron it's a game built around one dynamic and that's stupid and simple and yet they introduce this stupid amount of depth to this one dynamic i mean you have characters who can teleport but they'll teleport in a dive kick arc uh fucking that seth killian then you got a dude whose kicks don't do damage, but the trail of lightning that he leaves does damage. And then there's a dude who's literally like his his main attractive feature is that he can run backwards, that he doesn't have to jump to move. Oh, look, that one can run. Oh, that's sweet. They, like these little stupid quirks help build like like an, a, when you go into a fighting game and, and you're about to face an opponent and you see what character they chose, you immediately have to process, OK, what do I have to look out for with this character? And, you know, how is this player going to be good enough to utilize that? The fact that dive kick can still do that. And it's a fucking game where you kick in the air and, and that's it. And it just takes one. It it speaks. It speaks volumes. Well, it's a parody game that actually managed to be one of the best fighting games of this year, which is an achievement in itself. All right. Well, I can I can tell where the direction's going, but yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Killer Instinct. We've got two injustice picks. Where 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 are our international friends at? Yeah, dive kick. I think I'm gonna go with dive kick too, even though I haven't played it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. So now we now we battle. Well, um, well, I, 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 I how about how about this, George? How about you? You decide between uh, Injustice and Dive Kick. I'm going to have to decide, aren't I? Because you're making I think, I think you're gonna something have to. that isn't Killing Instinct. Because, yeah. 
I, I definitely think Injustice. I think it's it's really good. Nether Realm continuously does you know serviceable fighting games. You know, really fun, and it, it actually brings in more people into the fold because these are people that probably came in because they liked comic, you know, DC properties, and they got into a fighting game. And that story mode just it really is so good. Like it is the first like really good, really interesting like story mode of any fighting game. I in will quite I, some time. I I, I agree and. And not yeah. only that, it has my favorite comic book property. Like, you, you guys know how big of a DC fan I am. So believe mm-hmm. me, I, like I said, I'm not selling Injustice short at all. I love I mean, Injustice. I it, it definitely goes over the fucking top, though, all the time. But that's what I love about it. Like, all the different, like, you know, stage moves and, you know, things that you can knock people in different parts of the stages. Um, you know, obviously, like, the finishing moves. Just, I don't know. I, I really, really super enjoyed it. I know it was the first, like, and maybe the only game we've played, like, as a tournament. Yeah, which we fucking no one I know ever plays fighting games, but everyone was playing Injustice when it first came out. I'm gonna have to go with Injustice. I, I get, I, I really do enjoy Dive Kick, but if I, I, you know, when you present it in that aspect, if I got you know a room of fighting aficionados, they would get a kick out of Dive Kick, but it wouldn't be in the, it wouldn't be on the TV too long. Injustice is where it would be, you know. In my, in my personal world, though, then Killer Instinct would just stay on the TV. Because that's actually what it's been like. <laughs> but I'll, I'll have to go with Injustice. All right. You get right. you got me. All right. You are a winner. <laughs> Yay. But I don't know. I, I have a sickening love for Killer Instinct at this point, though. Like, that's one of my personal games of the year. Like, it it is so fun. Like, everybody joked about how stupid it would be to bring that property back. And everybody thought it was just going to be this hokey. Like, everybody thought, oh, this is going to be fucking perfect dark all over again. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it isn't and the fact that like there's real potential for this to expand even more and get even crazier oh dude i'm just i'm just fucking all about it like i'm just milking at the teats like i just fucking mm. so anyway all right we're we're fucking narrowing down we've got yep. we've got five more so i'm just going to say for the next one i haven't played any of these so i'm just going to go with whichever will make me cool so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a popularity contest. All right. You'll so, fit right in. Mm. Best RPG game. Fire Emblem Awakening. Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. Tales of Zillia and the Ninorokuni. Tell you what, for best role playing game game, these are <laughs> uh, <laughs> four very solid. Uh, nominees. Role-playing game. Wait, it's just getting funnier as I keep hearing it. Oh yeah, that role-playing game game. <laughs> oh god damn it. Oh man, I love game games. They're so fucking yeah. GG. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Best> game game. <laughs> I mean, all. <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Super uh, Mario role playing game game. All, all four of these <laughs> have their own strengths and weaknesses, except for a Realm Reborn. Um, oh. I mean, I I like the Realm Reborn. It's very pretty, but it's just another MMO. Oh, lies. <sighs> it's it's literally just another MMO. No, I can defend that in ways that I think Andrew can help me out. I don't know if he's going to choose it, but I I'm pretty sure he can back up my claims. Nope. Oh, all I right. really haven't played a lot of it. No offense. Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, I liked it. I didn't really get a chance to play that much of it because my wife stole it from me and made a, a baby chart with it. Uh, 
Uh, Tales of Zillia was a very good Tales game. Actually yes, has an interesting has an interesting story, and it actually gets pick it it gets moving really quickly, which some Tales games don't. It takes a while to get moving. And it what actually got, yeah, it got it got moving very quickly and was actually very fun to play. But I'm gonna have to go with Nino Cooney on this one. It was such just a refreshing game. It brought me back to like when I was playing RPGs, you know, in in middle school, um, and when I was like back back when I was a kid, and it just brought that whimsical, just wonderful nature of an RPG back back into my life, and I and I loved it. And it's and if if it wasn't for the fact that there were just so many strong games this year, this would be my pick for game of the year. Would be Nino Kuni. I really loved it, and, wow. it, and it's got such a nice story. It's very fun. It doesn't get too dark. Except for the very first five minutes, but yeah, besides that, besides that, I mean, it's a very whimsical adventure. It's great. It looks great. It it and once you get your head wrapped around the way the combat system works, which is very simple, uh, on top uh, in the base, it's it's a really great RPG. Well, I don't know. see. Nino Kuni to me, when you mention it, picks up right away. That game does not, but no, I no, do enjoy. Like it's so charming. It really is. Like, again, this is a really hard choice because I'd normally be right there with you, but just taking these mechanics from 11 and then just turning them on their side and making, like, that is the fastest moving MMO that I've seen, but it's not some dumb fucking MMO. It's a cerebral one with a very workable interface, like that crossbar and just the world and everything. I don't know. I like A Realm Reborn, but I, um, the I'm... thing is, is that if, again, I look at it this way. If I can take if I can share, because if, if we look at the video game community in, in a whole, I mean, all let's look at it this way. We've broken down all these things. We've swayed votes. I mean, ultimately, it, it's not a matter of, you know, play play what you can to be cool. But when people hear and talk about this game, this whole show, we've been talking about, you know, the impression of others and what we take from it. And I can I can assure you that if I were to show both games, which are both very well polished in both their own rights, I know which one whoever I show it to would be talking about more than the other. I, I salute a realm reborn and I think it should win, but I, I'm going to go with Nino Cooney because it is definitely a structured RPG that once it gets going, it, it, it possesses all the tropes that did also make me fall in love with RPGs. I'm with you there, James. I just don't think, I think that first half is just so sluggish. Well, yeah, the getting up, getting into when you when you get your next character, your second and third character, then it starts picking up and it starts becoming a really fun game. And I don't, I don't hate A Realm Reborn. I mean, I I like it. I like it more than Wow. I, but that's not saying much. But I, yeah. and I'm one of the few people I know that actually enjoyed playing it on the PS3. I enjoyed the the console controls. I know that late game I would probably be useless, but it it's it looks slick. It looks cool. It's it, if you show anyone that game, they'll be like, whoa, this thing looks awesome. The animation system is, is great looking in it. And I like the, I like the fact that you can switch up classes whenever you want. But it's, to me, it's, it's, it's still, it still has that same MMO, run here, get this, go here, kill these 10 things. I think it just back. refines that though. I understand. It's still, but you know, arguably, Nino Cooney takes, you know, conventions too and it refines it. I mean, again, I, I just feel like, you know, in the manner of what it refines and how it does it, I think Nino Cooney is something that would impress more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Studio Ghibli's art style helps a little bit too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Nino Cooney because I, 
the only one I've it's the only one I've seen, but also the art style is so good. I mean, it's not fair for me to give a vote, but a I want to be on the winning team for once, and b uh, the <laughs> art style is just really, really. Charming. What do you, mean? you you got us some fucking vote papers, please. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there you go. But I want more. It's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want that sweet, sweet victory, George. It's the only way I can get affirmation in my life. Because that sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I love that, that song. song. It was, I don't know it's, song it's so, oh, man. Oh, dude. Show note. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, I, on... I, I was going to say Tales of Exilia, but it's just because I like the Tales games, but I didn't really play a whole lot of it, truth be told. And they play a whole lot of Nino Kuni. Um, but. I, I like Tales games, and I heard this one was pretty dope. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. I guess it's up to you. Yep. I'm, go- I'm going with Tales of Zelia. The battle system sort of won me over. I, I like how technical it is. It's a, it's a really good fucking Tales game. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, so and got- the, char- the characters are pretty pretty likable as well. So yeah, they're not they're not super annoying like they can be in Deception games. All right. So, what up, Graces? <laughs> yeah. Dude, all all these name drops, man, all of them. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'll fucking drop something completely pointless. Like, yeah, Fantasia. All right, that's anyway. a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna we're gonna say it, we might as well address it. Falcor. Ah, uh, um. All right, so we've got two for Tails and then two for Nino. Uh, Stevie, it looks like we're gonna have to use your vote. He did. Nina Cooney, yes. Yeah. All right. I won so. one. You are a winner. All right. So moving on, we got. I'm gonna fight every single one of you fuckers on this one. <laughs> uh, I know. He, I know. I know what game wins. I'm gonna fight you every single one of you till you make it the winner. Best shooter game. You now. say? Are you gonna? Are you gonna really argue for Payday Two? Nope. Are you arguing for Far Cry 3? Because I'm not on board with that. Good. Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. I'm fight actually me. on board with Blood Dragon. Yeah! Fight me, motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm also on board with Blood Dragon for oh, the yes. sources. Make it unanimous. Come on, Stevie. I'm the only one who's going to say Bioshock Infinite, am I? <laughs> you are a winner. <laughs> yeah, no, Bioshock Infinite's an awful shooter. Like, <laughs> no, but I, I, I think... I, I think it's the only one I've played, but <laughs> also, I mean, I've played, I have played, I played a little bit of Payday 2. It's good. It, it is. is very, very good so far, but I just have haven't to play played with other enough. People, though. You just have to play with other people, and you yeah. have to be coordinated or else you ain't going to get shit done. And I haven't played enough of to really give it an honest vote when I have played Bioshock Infinite, and maybe the shooting isn't the best part of it. But I like nearly every other aspect of that game. So just as a game, I would say it gets my better vote over anything else in this category. So have, I would say Bioshock. Have, have you played? Have you played Blood Dragon though? I have not played Blood Dragon. Oh. I've seen it and I've watched um I've watched videos of it and reviews and stuff like that. And it looks cool. The art style looks really fun. You get to use but... the shotgun from Terminator and the pistol from Robocop. Yeah. That that's really cool. But I'm just not a fan of. I I wasn't either. I'll be honest with you. I I mean, Far Cry Three was pretty enjoyable, but as a game, like as a whole, I did not enjoy it. But something about Blood Dragon, man, I just fucking 
I, I fucking ran with that game. Like, uh, I loved Dragons it so much. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would have much rather preferred a, a, a bigger Blood Dragon. Yeah, ma- make that the whole campaign. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say... Go ahead. I just going to say, side note, Gears of War Judgment is not as bad as everyone says it is. It's, it's not. It's just it's can't, boring. Can't I reviewed good, it. But holy shit, the multiplayer was just so much dumb. of a letdown compared to 3. Fucking <laughs> dumb. Holy like, shit. Like, I mean... They should have ended on three. I mean, the campaign was decent. It really was, but they should have really just ended with three. Three was such a good the campaign game. Wasn't even all that decent. It was just. It was okay. You you know you know when like certain properties have like pointless ass prequels, like pointless ass fucking prequels, like prequels that are just fucking dumb, like Cliff Notes. That that whole game was a Cliff Note, and I understand nobody plays Gears of War for the story, but by the third um, one, like I they really got that. a swing. Well, yeah, I like by the third one, like I really got a swing of the fiction because yeah. the second one like made me care. And then the third one just reinforced it. And then they regressed in judgment. You know, I believe it or not, like I, I have Gears of War comic books that I enjoy. And how and how do you how the hell do you make a Gears game without a real horde mode? Uh-huh. Uh, like that, why that, why do that? It's so yeah. easy to do. Just say, okay, here it is again, guys. You remember this thing you liked? Here you go. But like, I mean, no, we're gonna we're gonna change it. Now it's in the campaign. Yeah, I, I liked the Ugh. I liked I liked the new the the new mode where your one were locust and one got when you were locust versus the cogs. I liked that mode, but without without horde mode, it was like half the game was just not even there. So yeah, felt- I don't know. I, I think that's at that point that like everybody kind of called that from a mile away that it seemed a bit milky. And it did at that point. Like that was just Gears of War showing its age. They, I don't they even know. Just did. They just did another bullet storm. Made me happy. <laughs> it's all. It's all about me. Oh yeah, I would love another bullet storm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was unanimous. Yay. Uh, yeah. I. I didn't think that would be that unanimous. Not unanimous. Uh, Come on. Not unanimous. I'm the Stevie doesn't like me. Bioshock Infinite here. <laughs> I get anyway. Best platforming game. All right, now when it comes, to, I'm fighting motherfuckers. I'm swinging because I don't care what Sarah says. Super Mario 3D World was fucking magical. It still is, e- even when there are sh- signs of child neglect. Like I fucking love this goddamn game. Yawn. <laughs> Man, um, the cat suit's just so good. And yeah, then- I I'm, I'm saying 3D World. Saying, I really liked Guacamelee quite a bit when it first came out, but I, well. I haven't played a lot of Rayman Legends. You know, I I played the demo a whole shit ton. I That's think the only thing I played for months. One of the longest game demos. Yeah. I think one of the best game demos I've I, played. It was the a very musical. Le- the musical level in that demo just yes. sold me on that the game. Black Betty one. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna have to go with Rayman Legends. Oh, nice, nice. 3D World is just so fucking fun. Like I I I've played quite a bit of that. And I just, I enjoy every minute of it. Like, I'm almost grinning, like, ear to ear when I play that game. I was telling James, like, I started playing it. I was sitting in front of my TV, like, sitting Indian style, you know, in front of my TV playing it. I never do that shit. Like, it just, I it was such a fun game to play. And I wish I had more friends to play with. It's playing, <laughs> by, playing by myself was fun, but I wish I had friends to play. Oh, uh, when you play with people, that's the thing, too. Um, because you just want to fuck, fuck with them. Yeah. Me and Dana will come over and play. We don't mind playing 3D World. Hooray. Invite us over. Hooray. With Wiimotes. Bring all your Wiimotes. <laughs> I don't yeah. have any Wiimotes. I only have one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, James. You gotta stay home. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. So, like, New Super Mario Brothers, I remember 
it was it was me, Sarah, and Andrew, and uh, like, and we we were going off about like how cool the multiplayer was, but even though you know it, it had it was very grief laden, you can just grieve your players, your fellow playmates, and then like by the next couple of new Super Mario Brothers, it was just fucking dumb. And now 3D oh, World, it's like almost like multiplayer. It's almost like a competition. Yeah, but uh, it's see fun who can get though, more coins because, like, and shit like that. But New Super Mario Brothers, because of the, it's it's all about the real estate. It there isn't a whole lot to afford multiplayer, especially when you know there's collision with other players. Like you're you're fucking up your other players, and when you're not even trying to. In 3D World, though, you guys can work together to do things, and you can fuck with each other. But there's so much there's so much happening. There's so much happening. You see this whole world around you and in front of you that you just can't stop but just keep moving. It, it's just, oh, it's so fun. And just the way they use things, everything feels fresh again. Like, the way, what they did with Galaxy, they've just reinvented and done again with Super Mario 3D World. And I can tell you right now, too, like, I've gotten people to play this game with me, people who never once wanted to play a 3D Mario game. That was their very first 3D Mario game. They didn't like Mario 64 looking at it. They still go back and think like, oh man, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I had a Nintendo 64. I played Mario Party and Mario Kart, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, Mario Galaxy. That looks cool, but that looks way too hard. I don't like the way he's upside down. Just fucking play Super Mario 3D World. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, you could be a cat? Okay. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And Done. then they do it. I'm like, this is so much fun. You, I, I've all, are all of them like this? And then, like, I turn them on the sunshine. They're not liking sunshine as much, but, you know, as they, they should. N- as, oh, I love sunshine. Sunshine's so good, you bastard. Anyway. I, oh I just want to say, though, I don't know how I feel about that game because the last Mario game I played was, I think, New Super Mario Bros. 2, and that I hated that game. It's that game is really bad. It's, like, it's, it's, it's just it's everything... Really... It's unmemorable and dull, kind of, and there's just no, there's no flavor to it. There's nothing. There's ironically, there's nothing new about it. It's just the worst parts of Mario. I liked you. You was cool because it did some new things that you can, you know, attribute to the Wii U. But I mean, it's still, I mean, just because it did some, it's the best of the litter doesn't mean it's still good. I mean, it still could have been much better. And then 3D World, like 3D World. I, I really hope they like they do something again with it and they expand. Or, you know what? Since the Wii U is really embracing that downloadable content, like, fuck, dude, I'll take more stages and worlds. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of downloadable content on eShop. I just downloaded the Yoshi's Island stage on Sonic Lost World. It was kind of fun. You're playing Sonic Lost World. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Anyway, that's another fucking podcast but yeah no i'm i'm fucking standing firm 3d world all right 3d world we got and then we got rayman legend so it's up uh, i'm i know series and going 3d world so it's no i'm not but uh really no ducktales remastered love that's what i was gonna vote for (laughs) oh shit Mm. i don't know if i can defend 3d world as much as you can george i've only played a little bit of it oh all right all right fuck out of it let's hear about ducktales well i can't really like well it's to be completely honest, it's not probably not the best game on this list, but it's it just resonated with me. I know the voice acting is annoying, but what? I didn't That's enjoy it. That's the best it. fucking part of that voice, game. It's the, I know that they patched it to make it skippable, but when you couldn't skip any of that stuff and you would die and have to go through and listen to it all over again, 
Why would you skip it? Alan Young is an age, and he's 95. How, I, how do you skip that? Oh, my how God. How do you skip that and call yourself a DuckTales fan? But it was a beautiful <laughs> game. I'm very happy that it happened. I can't wait for Chip and Dale to be remade. Yes. Um, oh, wait, has that been confirmed? No, but I, it's going to happen. It it's um, gonna happen. I like that being sure a DuckTales, DuckTales was successful. I like that being a DuckTales fan is like being in this exclusive club now. You don't appreciate this game. <laughs> well, you know, g- given that DuckTales now has physical releases on both Xbox and PS3. Mm-hmm. And Wii U. I- I'd say it's, well, no, not a physical, not physical one. Yeah, it does. Bullshit. I, just, I, I own it. it. You're a goddamn I'd... liar. How? All right. I'll yeah, how? The... What do you mean, how? I have I have the case. I'm staring at it. It has a fit. I... Google it. It's 19.99. Yes. What the fuck? Are you, has anybody Googled it yet and apologized? I, I, I will, and I'm no, not going to apologize. Thing, like, I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen any in receiving. That's all I'm trying to get at. Mm. Huh. Oh my god, it does exist. I, huh. yes. Good, finally a game I can buy for the Wii U. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it on the eShop, but anyway... I, think it look, I just think it looks great. It reminds me of the old, the old Ducktales, and I love the old Ducktales. And it's the remastered tracks. I like the remastered tracks. I would. Uh, I would just like to say, from what I've seen of it, I think the character sprites look gorgeous. The animation is really fluid on them. And the backgrounds look terrible. The backgrounds are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like early 3D animation. They they do, and that and that's why I I but I really haven't played any of the other games very much, so but I really did like Ducktales Remastered. So all right, uh, I I'm not even gonna bother trying to say Sarah, but I I can manipulate Stevie. Stevie, come on, you You're know you know, you know you <laughs> know. I like away. that's how that's his argument. Come on, come on. on. My passion for being in the winning team and on the cool one. Uh, I'm. G- <laughs> My, it's an ethical decision now. This is just like papers, please. But I'm going to have to stamp Rayman Origins in into my country if I'm going to stick with that analogy. So wait, so you're sticking with Rayman Legends? Yeah, I'm sticking with Rayman Legends. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. I, I'm not budging. Like, 3D World I, is where it's at. I played enough of 3D World. Hey, James. Oh, wait, no. No, you're not James. Which one is it? It's there. It is, no. It is? Oh shit, it is. What about me? What? Wait, no, no, it's not because Sarah and, and Stevie picked Rayman. No. No. no, Stevie picked DuckTales. Oh, he picked no, DuckTales. I, no, I picked Rayman. Wait, okay, so you picked, yeah, you picked Rayman. Your snake-like personality is coming out <laughs> once again, George. <laughs> Trying to confuse people now. I'm confused. Alright, so hold on. Who's going to budge? Who's going to budge? I was, Duck- I was DuckTales. And I'm DuckTales. And James was DuckTales. And we're 3D World and Stevie's Rayman. Someone's got a budge. Who who wants who wants it now? I'm not I'm not budging because I haven't really played any of the other games. Come on, Ray. We're really fucking it up I for everybody you. listening at home All right, right now, hey, too. I promise <laughs> you, Rayman is just, really good. Just just because George proved that DuckTales was on Wii U, I'm picking DuckTales. So <laughs> oh. you get. I was going to suggest Wild Card. We could do Wild Card. What's Wild Card? We you didn't come on. I've gone over the rules before. We we know okay, what wild so, card is. So Basically, what is the wild card thing? so wild card is is when nobody can come to a decision. We pull out another nomination that isn't even on the list that we can all agree on. Oh shit! Okay, maybe that will be. Remember, okay, yeah. we did that last time for three wheeled Mako of Shame. 
Oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, I remember did. that. Okay. Um, shit. Okay, platformer not on the list. Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> what other platformers came out this year? Uh, Ratchet I know and there Clank are a couple of the Nexus. There are a couple of really good indie yeah. ones that got released. Rogue Legacy is technically a platformer. Hmm. Uh. Crap. Crap you on know, a crack. Third. Oh shit, that won't work. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hold on. Let me think here. Oh wait, would I? Does Muramasa count more as an action game? Because that's got platforming elements yeah, in it. Yeah, I guess it is. That's more RPG and brawler than anything else, though. Yeah, it's got platforming elements in. Hmm. And it's a. I, I love that game. I didn't think that this would be the one that would fucking <laughs> <laughs> halt it. Uh. Oh God. All right. Hold on. Castle of Illusion. Fuck it. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. What were some other indie platformers that were really cool? Did you, did you, any of you guys play uh, Super House of the Dead Ninja? I did. I just, really uh, enjoyed uh, it. It was kind of cool. It was like a, like super retro, you know, kind of. What, what about Puppeteer? Oh, God, no. I wish I had played Puppeteer. I heard no. it was good. I heard it, it was, was good. God, it was not. God, no. Really? Oh man, that's that's a shame. Yeah. yeah, but why would you suggest it? <laughs> yeah, are you doing just to just to piss people off? Like, eh, it must be good. PPR made their platform of the year. Oh fuck, what do you do? <laughs> Sonic uh, Lost World. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. What? I I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that to anybody. All right. Cloudberry Kingdom. No. Mm. Okay, you know what. I'm, I'm. I'll. I'll oh, wait. Someone, go someone gonna give in? No, wait, wait, wait. Can I'm gonna this? give in. I technically I like Rayman Legends, but if I'm going between the other things, I would have. I really don't like the way Ducktales looks, and I really do. From seeing it, uh, Super Mario 3D World looks very nice and. It's also I really well, Rayman Legends so, looks I, really nice. What if I swung my vote to Rayman Legends? Then well, well, and then, then I'd then, say then, Rayman then, Legends. Then you, put, then you play it on then, James. Then, then I would select Rayman Legends because I played the demo. Power swing. Okay, there well then, All right. are we Rayman going Legends? Rayman Legends? Yes. Yeah. Can oh, we do shit. the plot twist where Rayman Legends wins? <laughs> <laughs> you are a winner. <laughs> you I'm jumping this. back on Rayman yeah, Legends. That. You had that planned all along. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your M night. Oh. I like how we're just picking games out of spite now. <laughs> <laughs> this saying, is the best oh, game of the year awards ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. All right, Rayman oh, Legends. It wins. Yes! Yeah, that's a good one. Rayman's I good. I mean, it, it is, is good. It's good. Really I reviewed good. it. I enjoyed it. It's not 3D World good, but hey, you know, Injustice wasn't Killer Instinct good. So <laughs> hey, hey, no, Nobody else has a Wii U, so I guess we're out of luck here. Mario 3D World was just about to win. That's the irony of it, though, is Legends is horrible on anything else but Wii U. And yet it's available on other platforms other than Wii U, so anybody can play it. Oh, shit. What's up, Mario? Not like U2 plus the other four or five Wii U owners. (laughs) And I don't even let people know publicly that I have one. (laughs) Fuck it, you don't get my Nintendo Network ID. What are we going to play? What are we going to play? Fucking menu? 
<laughs> menu. You're not even trying anymore. You're an uh, foul, Which is the killer app is Earthbound at the moment. What's that? Earthbound is the killer app for the Wii U. At the it, right? Like it kind of got me wanting to get a Wii U was for a game that I could easily probably play other ways, but I was like, nope, I need to pay nine ninety nine and play it on this. Wait, what which which game? Earthbound. Oh yeah. Mm. What did they but, change in that game anyway? Nothing. No, they changed a little bit of stuff just because they what they were able to do on the Super Nintendo they couldn't legally do this day and no. age. Yeah, I think there's some copyright. Yeah, it's the copyright to some Beatles songs that are model that is modeled off, I think. Yeah. I don't know. We'll 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 take a look, but alright. Three wheeled Mako doesn't shame. And now we're at the three wheeled Mako of Shame and we had we had to take a break because that fucking uh I'll play along. GIF. Uh, yeah. That, that, that cho- it's Thank still GIF, you guys. Uh, Fuck you. It feels good to be right, doesn't it? Right, we established it. It got its own award. <laughs> it's one of those shows. It's one of those awards Same. that you get before the show starts or like during commercial yeah. breaks. GIF yeah. wins the GIF award for the year. Anyway, he, we've got... He knows that. Hey, he knows. Yes. They created the language. They know. <sighs> we'll see who wins it next Nico year. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's the gift. Yeah. yeah. Same. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. So the nominees are SimCity, Aliens Colonial Marines, Phil Fish, and Kickstarter. Wasn't Kickstarter on last year's? Um, why why Kickstarter? I want to ask. Because uh, Kickstarter has kind of been kind of a pain in the ass forever, and, and even then, just like now, the way they're they're going about it is because the videos that have been made prior have been misleading. Uh, they're I don't know. I it, it's it's getting harder and harder to support game projects, and so far, For, and, and and I don't think it's necessarily Kickstarter's fault, but it's not so much like Kickstarter, like. The actual like people that run Kickstarter, it's more so it's being the done, idea, yeah. the idea of putting a game through Kickstarter. Like I, to be honest, I've funded three projects on Kickstarter um, last year. I've only funded one game this year, but I funded a couple of games last year, like late last year, and have yet to see anything for it. I haven't seen like access to demo, access to beta, access to the game. You know, like it being actually released. Mm-hmm. And I hate how oh, yeah. they'll, they'll put it out on Kickstarter. You support it, you know, thinking, okay, I'm I'm putting my investment into this game early to show that I think it has promise and I think it has potential. And then how am I rewarded? Um, it gets put on Steam for early access. It gets put on other sites for other backings. Or they just say, hey, pre-order it and you get the same fucking benefits that you got when you kickstarted it. Where's, where's like, the incentive for doing Kickstarter at this point if they're just going to go through all these other different avenues to support and pay for their game? It's just that's not the way crowdfunding is supposed to be. You don't crowdfund and then go other ways to crowdfund to make more money. That's not the I, way it works. Uh, I don't know. I still think it does more good than bad. There are some really good indie games it, that have been funded for it. I, and sometimes it's a good platform just so just to get noticed. Like there was a game, uh, Dropsy the Clown, that got picked up by Devolver Digital, um, the same people that published Hotline Miami, and... I, I think it's brilliant that Kickstarter is at least launching some games into the public sphere, even if it's not necessarily even winning. Uh, I think that 
Kickstarter does a lot more good than it does bad. Uh, on the on the other side of things, I backed a uh, a shooting game called Redux Dark Matters all the way back in 2012. They say it's going to be released in early 2014, but they've got such slapdash um, updatings uh, that none of us know exactly what's going on. And uh, a lot of the a lot of people have been calling them out on it. They've actually been uh, taking steps to get refunds just because they took all of the fucking money from this project and started working on a different fucking project. Yeah, I, I when when you get shitty like that, and even then, uh, Andrew's right. I think I've only backed one game that was Radio of the Universe, and the dude's been good to like show updates, but they've still been very sparse. I kind of would like, and that's why you know they're like. Never-ending nightmares. They're they're taking procedures to like constantly update what's going on, give out demos. Um, Kentucky Route Zero was kickstarted, and I mean, again, we still have no idea what's going on with that in cardboard computer. I'm almost kind of and like it's funny too. I don't think anybody else in the media has even asked about it. I think me and Andrew we were actually thinking about. I, I was thinking about. I was going to present to him, but I kind of want to email cardboard computer and kind of see if there's anything going on. Um, but there's that, I mean, Jesus, what was another, like the only, like, I, I guess truly innocent and wholesome Kickstarter story has been FTL. And even then, like, oh man, what what was another Kickstarter controversy? That game was fucking great. There was a lot of stuff going on with Kickstarter, I guess, like in this year where, you know, they got funded and they, they, you know, they, and they could back it and then they came out, you know, right back out and said, oh, well. We actually need more money. This is this is less than what we you know anticipate or what we needed. Code well, I mean, that's what just clarity reasons. People don't realize that you had, as Kickstarter takes a certain percentage of things, but I yeah. still think as a platform, it's good, and I think that it definitely deserves to exist. Yeah, and I don't th- I don't think that Kickstarter is the problem. I think it's the the people on Kickstarter that's the problem. No, I agree, and, and like I said, I don't think it's Kickstarter as an entity. I think it's just you know. The people that that are using it, I, I think it's just, it's just the idea that you know they can go and, and you know say, okay, well I'm gonna kickstart my thing, and then that'll be fine. But then there's so many other ties, so many other things to it. It just, I don't know. I I, I just wish that I I really just wish that like you know there was it, it seemed like it was so like like clear cut like, clear cut. Sorry, oh, clear cut is clear cut <laughs> like when they first started doing kickstarter stuff and then now it's just like i don't know if i can you know go wholeheartedly in supporting a project because i don't know if it's really actually going to happen or if i'm just going to find it on another site or on steam Greenlight. yeah you know later on i just i, I or I'm indiegogo more, like like i was so hardcore about kickstarter last year about games like funding indie projects i thought mattered and needed to be you know developed and this year i've only backed one and i just i'm more hesitant to back stuff on kickstarter now because of that yeah, every time then, I see every time I see some sort of announcement, it's like, oh, something's uh, got a Kickstarter. I, th- I think back to the one that I n- I dropped a hundred bucks on and still have nothing to show for it after two fucking years. Yeah, there and but, even then there there's Ouya's Fun the Fun. There's Greenlight. There's just ways to go about it. I mean, and even then, I, like, there's just there's I don't know. I feel like you I, can find support in so many ways that I mean, I encourage that, but I don't encourage abusing it. And then half but the guys, time, it seems like most of these Kickstarters, like they'll get their funding through Kickstarter, and then that that word of mouth, that buzz that they create through Kickstarter, and like the popularity they gain because of that, 
will gain them additional just traditional funding through investors. And then it's almost like they say, well, thanks, Kickstarter, but, you know, fuck it, we're going our own way now. Like, I mean, they'll still probably give you the stuff you're entitled to, but it's like it should be. I feel like I'm investing. I feel like I'm a part of that game. Like I helped create that game in some small. Maybe it's me being, you know, just too much like, you know, like I have an ego of like I help this game come to life. I help this be created. You know, maybe it's just my ego getting in the way of like not wanting other people to have their hand involved in making this game happen. But I don't know. I just I feel like it's one of those things they lean on as a crutch and they don't use it the way it was intended originally. But you're right. It's totally not about Kickstarter as a whole. It's about the people that, you know, utilize it. I, as far as Kickstarter goes, there's a risk with crowdfunding. There's always been a That's risk with true. crowdfunding. That's true. I, I guess going into it, you should know that it is. Yeah. However, right. like it's being exploited to, to an extent. And I, and I feel like I don't and mind. Thing, thing of it is, though, the thing is, like, ultimately, I have a choice of saying no. Uh, it comes down to that. Ultimately, if I don't want to go that route and I decide I don't want to do it that way, I can just buy it normally like everyone else will when it comes out. You know, it's just nice to know that you have a hand in helping and it's nice to get some of those backer rewards because you feel like, hey, this is something exclusively I have for funding it or helping out with it. But what it is, is that I just really like DLC, you guys (laughs) so much. Just okay. so last year, like Kickstarter was the make or break factor for a game getting out. And now getting games out has just been made easy because people are you know, they're, they're emulating the model in their own way. And those have been exploited, too. We use fun the fun, like fucking horribly exploited to the point where like it was a good idea. And then people were just real dickbags about it. And they and they used, ironically enough, the Kickstarter money that they secured in which they were trying to follow up and make good on what they were deliver to exploit another Kickstarter project or, or do something. It's just, you know, I don't know that. <laughs> It, it was it was something that I feel like it has a lot of potential, and it's a shame that you have to see these restrictions. But I feel like there there can it's a little bit it's a bit more restrictive now, which is I I can see why people are now going out towards other avenues. And who knows with the Steam Box coming out next year, I don't even know how much more involved Valve is going to get with with promoting Greenlight Games because that's that's their bread and butter. I mean, you know. Other than the PC Master Race, fucking, I go to Steam for those games that, like, make it the most convenient and also make it the most illustrious to fucking enjoy them in that scope and and format when it comes to PC. Like, I I, I don't, I don't, considering all the fucking work that I put into this PC, I don't know what kind of value I would see in a Steam box personally, but... I see what it can do, and if Valve gets involved, then I don't know how Kickstarter... It will really, you know, change that landscape. Funny enough, I mean, I'm looking at all the things I've kickstarted, and only two of them this year were games. Everything else, game-related, but not games. And they, so far, have been pretty successful. So, I don't know. But anyway, I, let's look, at, let's look yeah. at other things. Like, uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines. That was fucking Yeah, cool. that was gonna be my one. I I would say Aliens just because... I know there's talent in Gearbox, but just because of the business side of things, it really wrecked the whole game, and there was talent wasted on it just because of some poor planning and horrible, horrible advertising and lying to gamers, essentially, and it's really sad that that was the case and that people's valuable time was wasted on such a horrible experience. 
I just, I just like Xenomorphs doing the, the walking the dinosaur thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. That, that was good times. Uh, yeah, Aliens Marine, the Colonial Marines, eh, it was bad. It was definitely bad, especially on the promise that it could, like, dude, that, that infamous trailer shot and then the whole gearbox debacle of, like, where where the money went as far as the allocation. Yes. And, and, and just simply the hype surrounding that game before it came out. Yeah. Everyone was stoked about it. Like, this is the next, it's going to be the next fucking, uh, uh, the next Left 4 Dead, man. We're going to fucking just play this shit. And it was awful. That's the worst thing that it was actually canon in the Alien universe. Oh my god, and the canon like, is so like, 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 what, like, like, you know, Ridley Scott had a part to play in that. Like, oh my god. Oh my god, it's so dumb. It, is, it, it, it was just terrible. It was a piece of junk. It was, it was, it was Duke Nukem all over again. Yeah, it's it, exactly what it was. I, d- I don't even know what happened to that trailer. I mean, it, it was, it was like Bioshock Infinite, but on a much grander fucking gap of difference, like much, much starker contrast. Because that, that fucking, that trailer, like that game, looks nothing like it as far as the detail or just like any of the hype that it built. So I don't know. Uh, I, I know that it's bad. Uh, Sim City was never in like in all intents and purposes like the game's fun, but it it had such a meltdown that it couldn't even be played. It caused a lot of controversy, and it also really like let's just look at it this way: had it not been for Sim City, like how much hate do you think the Xbox One could have avoided with the whole DRM issue? You know what I mean? Like we kind of saw DRM at its worst with SimCity and that only set off you know all the alarms mm-hmm. with Xbox One. So yeah, no, just I mean it was definitely like one of those things like you say it's gonna be the future of gaming and then this comes out and it's like, okay, yeah, we just proved you wrong. This is one game proved everything wrong that you and said. It's made me lose it 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 broke my heart, that game. I was so super excited for that. It's probably it's probably good to be played now, but you would never know because everyone just gave up on it. Well, it's I understand completely that, that, gave up on it. I understand that they that they were advertising the way that it actually is played, but the fact that it's not even Sim City, it is fucking Sim. I think we decided it's called Sim Neighborhood. It's not you're not building a city for one. Even when you could get into the game. I, I'm done building my city in two hours. And then what I got to do, I got to start from scratch in a whole new city. I can't just keep building my city up. Like that's how SimCity is supposed to be played. No one has ever in, in the history of anything said, Hey, SimCity at four is awesome. I wish I could play with my friends. No, that's not what SimCity is. Maxis had no idea what the fuck they were doing. They, they thought people wanted this. That's not what they fucking wanted. I don't even fucking, I don't have any, any faith in them anymore moving forward because of SimCity. They have they have to prove that they know what they're doing moving forward. And and every time they tried to patch that game, they just broke it further. Every patch broke something. So they they did they just hadn't they went the completely wrong direction and almost completely ruined the franchise. The luck they're they're lucky that the game is even still up and running at all. It yeah, it even followed like it, it got into a better business bureau like debacle at one point, the point where like there was there was legal action that was being pursued, which is funny because that's happening with Battlefield right now. Oh, dude, Battlefield and, 4 has a lawsuit for that, basically saying like the quality they had assured people they would get 
isn't what the pro- finished product is right now. You know what? And I, I in good conscience could not. I wanted to nominate it for best shooter because it's a good shooter when it works, but it doesn't work. No, like even when you try to play the campaign, because you, you're always having to be signed into EA. So yes. that time you're trying to play in the campaign, EA pops up like, "Oh, you're not signed in." Like, I don't want to fucking be signed in EA. I want to just play this game. Yeah. Fucking so, ugh. It's, I've I've successfully had a lot of fun with it because it's actually working on PS4 now. So I've, I've had a lot of fun time. over the past few weeks. No, they fixed it. <laughs> it wasn't working the first few weeks. Uh, it yeah, just, it just but. I I feel like it's like what you said with SimCity. Like once the damage is done, man, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. And, I, it's, and it's and it's really a shame because this is the week. This is the year Call of Duty's been the weakest. And then Battlefield Four could re- Battlefield Four could have really taken ground on Call of Duty, like they've been trying to do. And then the servers just ruined it for them. Uh. I don't know. I think at this point the shooter fatigue is really set in. They're like shooters left and right have really kind of not I don't know. They they haven't really seen the same kind of success as they've seen in the last couple of years. I feel like it's a renaissance of indie all over again, especially with Sony. Sony is really pushing like all the independent releases that it can. Octodad's gonna be so tight. Yeah. Like so I I really see like a renaissance of just weird fucking dumb games next year. And I'm all for it. And one of my favorite weird and dumb fucking games, even, you know, despite its flaws, isn't going to get the sequel that I've been teased about because the guy is a fucking crybaby. And that just, uh, that just puts such a sour taste in my mouth. It, you know, like, it may be an insignificant thing to you guys, but I feel like, you know, Andrew said it best when we were in PAX. He was a model within the indie community, especially in the fact that he was in one of the most influential video game documentaries. Like he represented something. So you have a responsibility to conduct yourself, especially again, you have a responsibility to conduct to your fans, the people who supported you through all those long years. I understand their circumstances, but dude, like just fucking just man up, man. And I really hope that like Fez breaking a million sales and kind of seeing this, like resurgence of popularity again well p- p- get through to that fucking thick skull because like it's just stupid that we got to something like something that built so much excitement anticipation got torn down over what like some inflammatory nonsense on a social network that people forgot about within days like mm-hmm. people are remembering you for like your your conduct towards it like you know, like Marcus beer is as stupid as he fucking is. And like, I'll say it to him. We, you know, and he knows he has attractors. He does. And he continues to do what he does. He's a pundit and he's a shameless one at that. But, you know, he took that experience as an experience and he ran with it. And I understand that that wasn't why Phil left, but dude, like no one ever said it was going to be easy. And I know you've had it harder than most, but like this of all things should like really, it should really reap the benefit of the hardship that you would have to get. And you just said, fuck it. Like there, I got my game out. I'm done. Yeah. But we've all, we've all, I mean, I understand that that that's disappointing, but I mean, he's always kind of been a drama queen, hasn't he? He's always kind of been, even the movie kind of showed him drama. 
So, so it's it's kind of, it's, I almost expected it that type of crap from him. I I didn't expect it. I when he announced whatever Fez two, I was expecting another what like five year wait for that game. Well, Have everybody kind of made jokes about it, but I mean. Even then, I would, you would assume with the resources and like sort of the newfound fame, and it, it, you have to imagine it was a gradual learning process that he admitted throughout the documentary, and and he had like this, like this is his very first game. This is the game that he's going to be remembered for. So I can understand that he wanted to be perfect with it. And granted, the ex- expectations are higher with the sequel, but hey, you've got experience now, and not only that, you have. I mean, you, I think you're just afforded a little bit more. But he shat all that away. Oh, man. I don't know. I think, if anything, between everything that we've covered, I mean, I, I personally, the whole Phil Fish thing is nonsense, but I'm going to have to go some city. And James is right. Even even uh, alongside, like, all the technical aspects, like, fucking, just everything about it kind of put a sour taste and kind of really showed us, like, it, I think it introduced a new fear go into the next generation. I and mean, we talked about it in our DRM episode, but it it, it it is a very palpable one. What about you guys? Uh, I think Stevie's going to go with Aliens. Yeah, I'm going with Aliens. Um, about the Phil Fish thing, I think a lot of people overreacted to him. I know he can be really, really brash, but if you get the kind of shit that he gets, admittedly, sometimes it's his own fault. But if you get that kind of shit just day in, day out for a couple of years now, you would be fed up with it too. And I, I have a debate towards that though, because I know of somebody who gets that and more, guaranteed, absolutely yeah. guaranteed. But we all have a, a breaking point, and I think uh, Phil Fish definitely true, had that. true. I but don't even... think he should have cancelled Fez too. I think he should have just gone away from the internet for a bit and just. Concentrated Which, on hopefully Fez that's what oh. he he's doing, but you know who gets more shit and still keeps going is Anidia Sarkeesian. Oh god, yeah, and he had no, to bring that bitch out. No god damn. Whoa, oh. whoa, whoa! So sick and tired of hearing everyone just white knighting her all this time. She uses Kickstarter to raise money through some sort of uh, uh, campaign to raise awareness through her unfortunate uh, bullshit on the internet. Everyone takes shit on the internet. I'm so sick and tired of hearing no, about it. it was, no, it's, it was, it was horrible with her. I think it, it's the it's same just thing. just like it was bad with Phil Fish, but it was really bad with her. Yeah, oh, and she didn't even do though. anything wrong. She just made a couple of, you know, admittedly they are kind of base, but I am glad someone's discussing this kind of stuff in video games. It's at least to be Nice having a grown-up conversation, but then people came in and just reacted so childishly and made games where you punch her and stuff. And I know people take shit about that on the internet, but realistically, if we're moving forward in the internet, you know, the community, it should be us not having respect for the people who do these things rather than not having respect for Anita. Is this a sexism video, lady? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't care then. <laughs> I agree. The story is really, really overplayed, and I. Th- I just think it was an overreaction from everyone involved. From what's really a harmless series, she doesn't say anything that radical. No, I. I again, I think she inspires. But the it's discourse. also it's also completely one sided. She does introduce some things that I, I feel are stretches. However, she's 
like and it's so, still completely yeah, but one-sided. But the show's called Feminist Frequency. It's looking at things from a feminist angle. You 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 can't not expect that, especially if you see her past work. And she know. has there's included a lot of there's a lot of feminists out there that do allow for people to have input. She, you know what? We as a community kind of ruined that though. Yeah, because we... we're all so horrible to her. I mean, I'm not even going to use this against you, dude, but your initial reaction right there, like, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't blame her. I mean, yeah, if that was just one, yeah, I'd blame her. Like, Phil Fish, I, again, I, I get it, dude, but considering, like, I think he was just, he was afforded some, I, I think, easier certain, you know what? It's really hard. I think, I, think I really do don't... think, though, I really do think that she used pity to vault her, her, uh, her ulterior, uh, ulterior motives here like i doubt i very highly doubt she would have kickstarted to such an enormous amount of money if she hadn't have done her her little pity tech talk a ted talk but she there's didn't no way she wouldn't have done that she but just she pointed did. out she's like oh i was made fun of on the internet but it wasn't being made fun of it was death, death threats, threats dude. yeah and i've people gotten telling... death threats over the internet so there were what pe- i know but people were drawing pictures of her being raped i think it's i think and i've had pictures alert. drawn of me getting raped too yeah i'm sorry I, about oh, that wow i didn't know about that one but no, it is the, it is the honest to god truth one up was a pretty vile place one up could things. have been vile in its time but i mean when your friends yeah. start getting harassed and then like hints of addresses being mentioned and numbers needed to be changed and yeah reports. well like, that's dude. her fault for putting it out there like no there's a, bit oh, of, no there's a little bit of common sense needed when you're dealing with stuff on the internet but i don't put my i don't I put my home phone that. number on but anything you're saying this is if the people who aren't doing this are somehow a force of nature they're not and it's we should be concerned about the attitude in which we're allowed this horrible attack on her to be continued rather than just really just you can ignore it because it's quite an unassuming web series she's it if i don't know why people are so worked up about it the content in it isn't that controversial it's poignant and at times debatable but i i feel like when she's afforded a reasonable environment for discourse you know then i feel like she wouldn't be this closed-minded person i mean again She's passionate, I will say that, almost to the point where she does stretch. There are arguments she makes that are stretches. I've called her out on it. People have called her out on it, but we've done it civilly. And hopefully at one point, you know, she'll be allowed. I mean, she experiments. For example, she like she started doing small things that she allowed for people to rate her videos. I mean, without people finishing the videos, which granted people have i reserve the right that people should be allowed to downvote it before even finishing because you know something you're not gonna like something before you finish it i mean i understand that but she got downvotes out of spite just statistically i mean she just has too many detractors at some point to where i support that she wants to say something and i feel like she has something that she can say and can and can be that person say it but she's elicited all this fucking hate and i i I, stevie i really don't understand it so there's that Wow, that really <laughs> spiraled out of somewhere. <laughs> Whew, yeah, we lost you guys there for a little bit. That was a really... Uh, you can't mention her name without some conversation happening. Is, he, is she the new uh, 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 movie that we can't mention? 
on this podcast, but we do on our other podcast. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, I'm, you're not going to trick me into saying it, James. <laughs> no, what movie is this? I don't know. Uh, yes. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I, I'll, I'm going to censor it out. It's yes. Oh, that's a great film. Chechnyan <laughs> movie. By great, I mean really, really bad, and not even in the oh my god, that's so horrible and great. Yeah. Eastern European talkie. Uh, George, have you seen it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it wow, it it's the worst thing ever. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so what we got? You we got SimCity. <laughs> what for aliens? <laughs> That conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got that. What about you, Andrew? Uh, Sim City, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get it over with? All right, sir. Where are we at? Sure, Sim City. Why not? Yeah. Oh, all right. Win. Sim City wins. Sim City wins. I didn't even have to vote. You are a winner. And didn't you vote? No, I didn't. Right, Hooray! Vote. It's fine. Get to vote. It's, no, it's fine. It's, it's, if it's SimCity, that's fine. I was going to vote Aliens because SimCity just affected me. Aliens affected like half my friends because they were <laughs> all we don't, we don't like very, those very friends. pissed. Very, very. <laughs> we don't like those. It's, it, it, in fact, it, it affected Bert so much we can't even mention that game around him. I will mention it to him all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we say that game's name, he gets a sad look on his face. Mm. Looks like he's about ready to cry. All right, two more cat. There is the most important ones. It's time now for the 2013 Bullet Heaven Shmup of the Year. This Golden Zonkey is awarded to a shooting game released in 2013 that has demonstrated superb playability and particularly high ingenuity. This year's nominees, as chosen by the Press Pause Radio crew, are Rockin' Android's Cloud Phobia, UFO Interactive's Mamoru-kun Curse, Cave's Dodonpachi Saidaiojo, and Lokomolito's Garodan. All four titles are very good games, all with highly favorable scores. Cloud Phobia takes time attack and mothership defense to new highs with a tension-filled race against the clock to keep your foes at bay. Memory Kun Curve shows that Naomi Hardware can still hang with the best of them, offering a whimsical vertical shooter with a great Pocky and Rocky vibe. Dodonpachi Sai Daiojo has easily the highest production values and budget of any shooting game to see released this year. Though it's not as good as its predecessor, its presentation is fantastic and its gameplay is pretty hardcore. Garodan's kaiju-inspired motif and super-awesome Mega Drive look, feel, and sound are great on their own. The fact that it's free makes it even better with quality gameplay that belies its non-existent price. When it comes down to the brass tacks, the one game in this list that was played the most by the PPR crew and scored the highest at review is Rockin' Android's Cloud Phobia. Cloud Phobia was easily the most accessible, most affordable, and most clever shooter to come out this year. With great control and a solid presentation, Cloud Phobia is as fun to play as it is approachable to newcomers with more advanced modes of play for experts. Check out episode 70 of Bullet Heaven HD for more. Congratulations, Rockin' Android. This golden zonkey is all yours. You are a winner. So, somebody give me a drum roll.
Drum roll, you guys. <laughs> Alright, we're just turning this into dubstep. Oh man, he is, he is, he is, he is way too wild on west. Buffalo Soldier. He sounds like some distress. He had that dress when you meet Jim West. Oh man, damn! Why do you know that? Why do you know that? Shake the Lord. Yes! Swallow your pride, don't let your hip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. Vonimus <laughs> started this with the game. Jim West, him in the West, so remember the name. Now, who you gonna call? Not the DGs. Now, who you gonna call? DWG. The best episode ever! Can you just put, like, the beat behind him and have that, like, intro? Yes! Oh, dude, I was right there with you! Oh. To any outlaw trying to draw, thick in your bed, any draw on the West, best with a pen and a pad. Don't even think about it. Two ton winner, son. Two ten paces and ten just for fun, son. Up to sundown, rolling around. We'll see where the bad guys are to be down. Make them they pay down. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the end. Why? <laughs> the Why? 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 the pretenders of the West. Uh, then the wild, wild West carries on. I, I was really bored a couple of years ago, so one day I thought, I'm just going to learn all the lyrics to that song. And the nominees are... You did it. You're the best, man. You did it. Oh. I think Stevie just won Game of the Year. I think we're <laughs> Can I decide the Game of the Year? <laughs> you get to pick, yep. Oh. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You did Nope. Uh, I get 100 votes now, which means I can <laughs> then make all of my choices win every single category. All right. Pick out, pick, pick out, pick each cho- uh, choice five or 20 times. Yeah. Yep. So, happens. Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. Super Mario 3D World, The Last of Us, or Bioshock Infinite. I think right. we can cross out Bioshock Infinite because I think it's outclassed in this category. Oh, no. Oh, see, see, I have 100 votes now, so I'm <laughs> saying Bioshock Infinite, so that's one. Because that game, I, I just think everything about it, I really loved. I mean, we were dogging on the gameplay a little bit, but the story, I really loved it. I think that it genuinely had a confusing ending for a reason, and it was really fun to figure that game out. A lot like Hotline Miami, I guess. Uh, just the absurdness and weirdness of the plot that it took to find out. It was it was just a really fun game, and it's. I mean, it's uh, fun, but it's not redefining. It's not. I don't know. It's not game of the year. I really thought it was gonna be when I first played it. When it first came out, and I I, I went through it, I really thought this is it. This is the game for me. This the, nothing else can top this. Nothing else can touch it. And then I played The Last of Us. Yeah. And The Last of Us for me just it, it it was an experience. And although I don't think it's the best game out of this category as a game game, because, you know, I feel like a lot of these do a lot of things right. Like Super Mario 3D World is a good game. It's just a really fun, enjoyable game. Tomb Raider reinvents the series and, you know, really, you know, brings Tomb Raider to a new generation. You know, it brings it to a new form of gaming that, you know, it really never really had gotten before even in its heyday um but last of us for me was just an experience like it's the game that we talked about we shared you know we talked about we enjoyed um we hated at times like i hated some of the things that happened last of us 
you know, whether it was mechanics that just really didn't work well with me because I'm not good at stealth games or I hated things that were happening or I hated the character. You know, there's just a lot of things that that game made you feel. And it, for me, it, it really did. It, it really made like everything else pale in comparison. I mean, just everything it did right, everything it made you feel and everything that happened. It's just, I don't know. You can't not say that was like the best game. It's really, I, I, I think it'd be really hard pressed to find something else that could touch it. I completely agree. I mean, just to keep in mind that you can tell a wonderful story and you can spin it, but when you have gameplay like the way Last of Us does, in a way that it just dynamically reacts to you, it like it, it ugh, I, I can't go on enough about how no one can ever really play this game the exact same. I mean, it it really puts this tension <clears throat> and instills this sense of just like it it stacks the odds in the way it does it and the way you go about it it's so open i i i really i i can't imagine like the game being done any better it's it's so good i i in in bioshock infinite like i said it had <clears throat> it had the potential to be good but it it just squandered that and it just it just put so much focus and convention and super mario 3d world is amazing but you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it'd be something that would would stand as an evolution of video games and where it's going. The Last of Us, though, The Last of Us is that is that evolution that we've all been waiting for, and I'm I can only be excited to what Naughty Dog goes through next. So yeah, that gets my pick. Um. Okay. So here's a controversial uh, thought. Um. So yeah, Last of Us, it's great. Great voice acting, great world, but it's not but, fun. To, it's not fun to play. It is fun to play, though. It's not. It's not fun to play. It's stressful to play. And <laughs> I agree it's, with that part. It's but highly. Not, it's I. You I, know, just hear I, me out. I, I still do enjoy it for that. For the fact that like it does make me, you know, like I said, like I, I didn't think the combat was really all that great because it like did kind of worry me and like kind of freaked me out and you know I was kind of you know especially later on in the game like some of that combat got really tough for me because. It does that Metroid thing, you know, like it, well, you know, but, you know, later on in the game, you know, it doesn't do it right away, of course. Um, but now, okay, yeah, c- continue, though. I don't want to stop you. I, I mean, it's, and I even liked the combat. I thought the combat was still solid. I mean, it for, for what it was trying to get across, it was a good combat system for that. It made you feel the stress of having to take down an enemy, having to sneak around. It made you feel that. And it's, it's most likely the best or the the biggest masterpiece in the PlayStation library. Oh, I would almost say it, it is one of one of the the biggest masterpieces in the PlayStation library. But the game that I enjoyed the most and I think that is it's fun. I enjoyed everything about it. I I I can't wait to play it again. Uh is Tomb Raider is my is my pick for game of the year. Oh. Redeposited Laura back into my spank bank. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, that that totally now now it doesn't win. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you just forfeited. But if you think about it, everything's come full circle. I guess it so. I, I, it, I don't know, you guys. It's not Tomb Raider. So <laughs> <laughs> can that win game of the year? That game? <laughs> yeah, it's Tomb Raider. It, it had it, it had a fun combat system. The exploring the world, the the big island that you're on was fun. 
the story was enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, a masterpiece on the level of like what Last of Us overarching narrative was, but it had an enjoyable, fun uh, summer movie blockbuster sort of story. That scene with the river of blood is going to be etched in my mind for a long time to come where she comes popping out there. I, I could not get that out of my head for like weeks. That was so awesome. Or, or I, watching her get impaled through the fucking neck. Okay. Oh, that's a little oh, ridiculous uh, and funny. Yeah. It's very funny. A little, <laughs> little crazy with those kills. Yeah. Little, those, those kills are a little crazy, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster ride and, and, uh, I can't wait to pick up the high def version on PS4 play it again i i enjoyed the hell out of it all right Love my game of the year is tomb raider we're, we're gonna need our cultured hosts here all right sarah come at me dude i know you haven't had a lot of time with all of these but or well have you played any of these i have had zero time with all of these so my opinion is moot bioshock infinite come on <laughs> did my rap entertain you are you not entertained? <laughs> you know what? I really, really like Tomb Raider. I do. And it is really fun to play. I would argue that Last of Us is fun to play. But Tomb Raider definitely defied my expectations. Mm-hmm. I And it's funny because I reviewed both of them. And Tomb Raider did not get a perfect score, but only by a margin. While The Last of Us did get a perfect spore, uh, score. And I know it does a lot, but at the same time, Again, using that same frame of argument, what's a game that I know I can get everyone to play? And granted, everybody did play Last of Us, but there was definitely a divide. Andrew kind of breached that fence a lot of the time, which is why, I'm, you know, he's he's at where he's at. And even then, you know, he's choosing it, but he's just like, I don't even know if I had fun playing the game. So. But I, it is not a fun game to play. Why would you enjoy that? It's not fun. It's It's a... You know, the I, whole concept of that game I'm, is... Maybe I'm a visceral be- dude because the the art of sneaking in the shadows and then being able to crush somebody's trachea and then having one person spot the gruesome act that I committed and running him into a wall and then grabbing the fucking front of his lobes and smashing his fucking cranium and seeing that hit the goddamn wall just so that way I can pick up the next blunt object and fucking end somebody else's life. It, it it oh I loved combat. Now that and, that and combat for me was completely secondary, but it, it it was it was enough to make me feel and know that I'm kind of a fucking monster, and I'm I'm doing this out of just instinct at this point. This is 20 years worth of me just surviving is what's making all this happen. And then as I see you know the person I'm with slowly transform into that, that's the the combat is there. It's an extension of the experience that they're showing me, the story that they're telling me. That's what the combat's there for. I don't play it as a fun game. If I want to play a fun game, it's it's Super Mario 3D World. It's just fun. <laughs> and it's kind of mindless. And it's just kind of fun. Last the of climax, Us is definitely... The climax that? of that game is intense. The climax. Oh, absolutely. Game. I mean, I mean, you're fighting at the point where you're like, I am fighting for, you know, like I think for the first time, and I know this might sound cheesy or corny, it was the first time where I wasn't fighting for myself to survive. I was fighting for someone else to survive. You know, I didn't care about what happened to me. I didn't care, you know, anything anymore. Like we talked about that in the, in the games club. Like at that point, I could have burned down the entire goddamn building. I could have taken the whole world out. You know, I didn't care. It was about the other person. It didn't matter about me or anything else anymore. And that's why I I, I think the combat is a tool to deliver that story to deliver that. But it's never been like a fun game to play. Like if it was a fun game to play, 
I'd be playing the multiplayer, which I have not really even touched. It's just, it, for me, it was a way, it was a delivery mechanism to, you know, bring forth that experience and bring forth, you know, what the game wanted to show me. Um, and that's really the, the whole purpose of it. And it did because those, those kills and those things you did were brutal and, and you fought to survive because, you know, any false movement or any, you know, mistake on your part could have meant death very easily. Um, but you know, especially when you have that change later in the game where, you know, you're, you're back just to having a bow and arrow and that's all you have. You know, it, it's like you had to learn it all over again. You're just as scared as you were when you first started playing the game. I mean, by that point, as Joel, you got to the point where you thought, like, I was a fucking badass. You know, I could kill and take out anything in my path. And then it just fucking flips it on you, you know. Um, I, I never thought it was fun combat or, or fun gameplay, but it did what it had to do. So that's, that's for me why it definitely kind of did its job. Combat in Tomb Raider is fun, though. And then watching that transformation yep. may not be as organic or as prolific as, say, Last of Us, but it was still effective. I wouldn't mind choosing it as a game of the year. I really wouldn't. Because, again, I had to apply that same frame of mind that, you know, we did with fighting games. And uh, I don't I don't know the other one. I don't remember the other one we had trouble with. I think it was indie. Oh, no, writing. It was writing. We've had trouble with a lot of them. This year has been really good for games. And Very I true. think it's really weird that all of these categories have ignored Grand Theft Auto 5, which I didn't like that much. But it's really weird because everyone was praising that game when it came out. I haven't uh, seen it on that many game of the year lists. No, like I, I, I even like Rockstar usually like knocks it out of the park when they do their games, but yeah, for some reason just didn't really, I don't know, didn't really sit too well with me. It, it, I mean, uh, it was, it was, it was. I was kind of shocked it wasn't on here too, but it was a good game. I enjoyed the hell out of it. The characters were good. If we had a character of the year, fucking that Trevor is that the that's the crazy guy, right, Trevor? Yep. He'd be he'd be a shoe in for character of the year, but. But the rest of the game was just so-so, so that's why it's not on here. I agree. And with that... You win! Tomb Raider wins! No way! You are a winner. Oh, my 100 oh. votes don't count for nothing. Your 100 votes were taken down, because we've got, hey, we've got two happens. Tomb Raiders, one the Last power? of Us, one I'll Bioshock Infinite, and, and then Sarah, t- Sarah takes a bow. The power yeah. of persuasion, baby. I tell you what, I think I did this last year too. Uh, no, Wait, we what, got Jane, James officially off the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, Walking Walking Dead won pretty easily last year. Okay. Yeah, even though I argued against it. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I, that's weird because Walking Dead shares a lot of similarities with Last of Us. It does, except everybody, everybody, change your mind. Last of Us. <laughs> no, all right, that's good. Good, good, good on Tomb Raider. End. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. If you enjoyed good, our good game job, of the year, Tomb, which, Tomb Radar, Tomb Radia, Tomb Radia, <laughs> you win. Stanley Parable, you are win. Say it again. Say say Stanley Parable. Stanley Parable, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but anyway, This has probably been. If this has been one of the funnest game of the year episodes you've listened to this year among all the others we assume you might check in on or if you just like game of the year or just just video game podcast we hope you'll return for more we're on itunes on stitcher and not only that you can find us on our website at presspodsradio.com with accompanied editorial uh more videos to come out soon streams and reviews i mean all, all the cool shit 
you're going to find it. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch for our streaming, YouTube for our videos and trailers that we get out. And uh, join our Steam group, by the way, because we got we got some games we want to play with y'all. So it'd be fun to plan that out. And we also have exclusive, exclusive, well, I don't know, but it, we are proud. I, I'm so bad at this. Sarah, please pimp the awesomeness that is Bullet Heaven, because I don't, I don't know how to go about it. You do it so much better than me. We have new episodes every week. Oh, <laughs> that was easy. That was, a, that was a good commercial. That was. All right. But yeah, it's the number one review show for shmups. You should check that out. And Sarah does a lot of cool, different stuff with it right now. He's doing Famicom games. So if you have you guys thought about importing, check that shit out. Uh, other than that, uh, let's see. I think I've covered all the bases with our house cleaning. Anything else we got to cover? Oh, can uh, I check- plug my Twitter and stuff? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Was someone else about to say something before me? Go so. ahead, go ahead, Stevie. I'll go after you. Okay. Um, I'll just say I'm the Stevie Grant on Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, and also, the last episode of the podcast that I did on Sega Addicts, the Sega Addicts Kids Table, uh, should be up soon. And or by the time this episode of Pressfuls Radio is out. So if you want to listen to that, uh, go ahead. It would be much appreciated. And thank you for having me on this. Uh, Gala award show today. <laughs> da, da, da. Special <laughs> guest stars. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not a guest star. He's on the show. He's the host. We. It's it's <laughs> just really hard to schedule Stevie, just because mm. like it's it's fucking early early morn over where it's, he's at. I got up at one. It's now nearly seven a.m. Holy shit! There we go. Yeah, because we're international. That's mm. how much I like being on this award show, listeners. It, it, dude, and he, dude, we got, we got porn talk. We got fucking Will Smith rapping. God, yeah, exactly. Everything you needed. Hey, and then James, what did James got? I got. Please check us. Check out Critical Fail, our two-hour Mamma Jamma holiday special. Just went up a couple weeks ago, and it's our last gate, last episode of the year. And uh, we should be starting up again sometime in January. And follow us, follow us on Facebook, too. We need to get more likes. And we're going to fire Bert. We're going to fire Bert. <laughs> he's still there. Oh, okay, he's not there anymore. <laughs> and right. I just re-passed with Wayne Brady on 3DS. Wayne Brady. We got that. Got yeah. It. Yeah. All right. You've listened to Press Pods Radio of the Golden Zonkeys. We'll see you guys all next year. Why, literally. Georgia <laughs> Boys Axe. I made a sound with my mouth. oh man anyone else okay alright anyone else nobody else wants to say goodbye and I'm bye bye Bye, everyone (laughs) everyone all at once I'm waving bye now (laughs) bye It's the thrill of one more kill, the last one to fall. We'll never sacrifice their will. Don't ever look back on the world closing in. Be on the attack with your wings on the wind. All the things will be
I'm the Mako. <laughs> Goomba stomp. Come at me. Right. Oh man, I got broke, James. <laughs> that doesn't. That, that, that gif is the fucking. <laughs> that gif is just what we're gonna use in every award show now. Now on. Gif. It's gif. It's uh, gif. Yeah. God damn it. It's gif. It's gif. It's not okay, peanut butter. Do- Let's do a quick, a quick uh, category now. Is it GIF or JIF? Let's decide now. GIF, we win. It's GIF, we win. Use the Canadian guy and the British guy against me. How does that count? Uh, It counts doubly so. You see how awesome the Mako is? Don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tali, I'll do what I want. I can't oh my stop. God. It's so good. I'm still watching it, to be honest. I gotta close it. This is worse than that gif of the fucking whale exploding on the beach. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Alright, I think we can go back to record now. I think. Uh, Alright, so... Where are we? Okay, hold on. Getting back in my chair. I had to yeah. get up for a little bit. Alright. Alright.